This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Monday, May 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. As the Jersey Shore gears up for the unofficial start to summer, some towns use this weekend as a dry run to test social distancing, while others chose to wait until next week. Ventnor, New Jersey is one of those towns just not ready to open yet. The stretch of the city's boardwalk remains closed, and sunbathing is still prohibited on the beach until next weekend. Ventnor Mayor Beth Holtzman said uh, already her city of 10,000 has swelled to more than 20,000 due to second homeowners seeking refuge from COVID-19. She says that she wants to space out the opening of the beach and the boardwalk instead of a full-blown opening. Now, in Ocean City, the boardwalk was packed on Saturday, making it extremely hard to social distance and many people not wearing masks. Although you can go outside without a mask, it is encouraged to wear one in more crowded outdoor areas like the boardwalk. Restaurants operated takeout, some with long lines at times. Governor Phil Murphy announced earlier uh, last week that the beaches would open by Memorial Day weekend. The reopenings will take effect on May 22nd. The governor says the beaches and lakefronts can reopen, but that gatherings such as large concerts and fireworks will be prohibited. He also said that each town must establish its own capacity limitations and ways to enforce social distancing. I don't know how they're going to do that on the boardwalk, though, in Ocean City. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be an uphill battle. Restaurants on the boardwalk can remain open for takeout only and amusement parks and playgrounds will remain closed. He also urged people to wear face masks or face coverings while in more crowded areas and while waiting for food on the boardwalk. The mayor says in addition to lifeguards on the beaches, they will have EMTs who are specifically there to respond to COVID uh, with COVID-19 protective gear for any medical needs people may have on the beach. Now on Sunday, Murphy said an additional 1,272 New Jersey residents tested positive for COVID-19, bringing the statewide total to 146,334. An additional 107 people have died in New Jersey from coronavirus-related complications. That brings the statewide death toll to 10,356. Hey, Kath, um, I I know you're pretty dialed in with the uh, Sea Isle community. Did you, you, uh, because I haven't seen anything about really other beach towns other than, you know, the the pictures in the video that I saw in Ocean City. I was in Wildwood. Wildwood didn't seem overcrowded or anything like that, so I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, Jason Dennis were in Sea Isle this weekend, and um, they, they said it was crowded. Like, it, it, was, it wasn't like Memorial Day crowded, but it was like a beach weekend crowded. Okay. Now, they don't have um, a boardwalk like Wildwood or Ocean City. There's a very small one, um, but so there, there was nothing, you know, crowds like uh, in Ocean City, nothing mm-hmm. like that. But uh, he said that the town was pretty busy. Okay. Yeah. Now, while the gradual reopening of businesses are occurring in the era of COVID-19 across the Delaware Valley, for some establishments, it's not happening fast enough and it's leading to permanent closures. Mad River Bar and Grill in Maniunk announced it's closing permanently. General Manager Jamie Powell wrote on Facebook, Welp, with a heavy heart, it's time to announce that old Riv won't make it through this mess. Gyms seem to be among the first to defy the shutdown orders. Uh, Attilus Gym in Belmar is reopening this morning against the governor's orders and is risk being fined and losing their license. On Sunday, 6ABC went inside the gym for a look at the social distancing measures and precautions the owners uh, say that they are taking. Taped off workout stations, bottles of disinfectant, and signage both in and outside the members-only gym are just some of the changes. You know what? I always use the disinfectant. Listen, I'm not a huge gym rat or whatever, but whenever I do go, I make sure that I disinfect. But a lot of people don't, you know, so maybe this will help with uh, people 
putting their weights back where they belong, Rub, you know, their sweat off a bench, yeah, yeah, doing just... all the things that are actually standard protocol yeah. at the gym right. that you should do just out of, because you, maybe the person after you doesn't want to lay down in your slime. Yeah. So, oh my uh, God, um, it's so you're making it sound so, so tempting to go back to the yeah, gym. I know, right? But I'm just saying, you know, when you, you've been, you've seen the person who's like sweaty. He's like, dude, I always, you know, dry off the air. It's part of the deal is yeah. what you're expected to do. It's not that difficult. And it's, you know, sort of the equivalent like what we were talking about last week where you go to the gym and, you, and you're going to park and you you have to get the closest parking spot to the doors. Like, are you not there to exercise? So, like, does the extra 25-yard walk... Do you wipe off your parking spot, too, when you leave? No, because I I do. uh, I I disinfect and wipe my parking spot. Preston, I'm sure you do as well. Oh, of course. But you're at the gym, you know, like, let's, you know, maybe not be as lazy as possible when you're at the gym. You know, Mm. take take a couple extra steps. Good point. Word. Some SEPTA schedules seem uh, nearly back to normal for riders on Sunday. Most bus and trolley routes, along with the Norristown High Speed Line, have resumed their usual schedules. Regional rail lines are still following the limited service schedules. New barrier shields and marked-off seats are just some of the changes SEPTA riders should expect to see. SEPTA officials said they are shifting some routes back to a normal schedule to help during the pandemic. Additional changes are coming to SEPTA on Monday. We are moving to a spring schedule starting Monday, May 18th, SEPTA General Manager Leslie Richards said. We are still discouraging at this time, non-essential travel, and we uh, and we see this as an opportunity to reduce crowding and to practice social distancing on all of our vehicles. You know, Passen- Kathy, you're no longer allowed to do peanut butter when you get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Passengers will now be able to start entering through the front doors and should expect to pay fare while boarding on Monday. We're instituting the fare collection to limit the number of non-essential riders. Requiring fare payment will decrease the number of people taking shelter on our system, Richard said. Only 20 passengers will be allowed per bus and 25 passengers per trolley. The Market Frankfurt line and the Broad Street line subways stations are still closed and will remain closed. The regional rail schedules are going back to a full operation on Monday, but SEPTA officials said it's best to keep a close watch on your particular route schedule for ch- uh, possible changes along the way. In sports this morning... <laughs> Rory McIlroy delivered the winning shot as live golf returned to television for a skins game that raised more than $5 million for COVID-19 relief funds. McIlroy played with Dustin Johnson, and the final carryover on the 17th hole gave the pairing $1.85 million for the American Nurses Foundation. Ricky Fowler, who made seven birdies, and Matthew Wolf earned $1.15 million for the CDC Foundation. The Real Heroes 400 at Darlington Raceway got underway as NASCAR Series returned to the track for the first time after the 10-week hiatus due to the pandemic. On the first lap, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. spun into the infield wall as he was entering the back straightaway, bringing out the yellow flag. Stenhouse's car caught fire on the way to the garage, but he was unhurt. This was a 400-mile drive unlike any other in modern-day NASCAR. The grandstands were completely empty. There wasn't a single tailgate inside the track, and everyone wore face coverings. In the end, Kevin Harvick beat Alex Bowman in the NASCAR's first race back. And the Buffalo Bills defensive lineman Ed Oliver was arrested Saturday night in his hometown of Houston on charges of driving while intoxicated and unlawfully carrying a weapon. Oliver was taken uh, to the Montgomery County Jail after being pulled over on State Highway 2. 
242. The 22-year-old had an open beer between his legs and was determined uh, to be impaired after a field sobriety test. The officer who administered the test noted that Oliver may have been impaired by something other than alcohol, and police discovered a pistol in Oliver's vehicle, but no drugs were found. Mm. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. The weekend is over. The week has begun, and uh, it's not so bad. We got some good stuff uh, to keep you enticed and entertained and distracted and whatever we need to do. I'm going to start with our Word of the Week prize, and we're going to booze you up again from Stateside Vodka. Two of their new larger size bottles of vodka, which are 1.75 liters each, and this is cool, one standard size bottle of their just-released small batch bourbon. Wow. I've not sampled any stateside bourbon. Hello, stateside. <laughs> wow, that's... I would like to try some of your small batch cool. bourbon. I'm intrigued. And Be also... careful what you say. They're going to show up with like six cases know, of bourbon they, for you. They, they tend to overdo it in <laughs> a good way with our friends at stateside. Uh, we're also going to set you up with a $100 gift card to their tasting room. So there's a lot of good stuff going on with that, and that'll be our word of the week price. We'll get the letter of the day coming up the end of the program. As far as guests go, we're going to talk to our buddy Michael Barkan. Sports slowly starting to rear their heads, so we'll uh, get some details from him. And he's just a friend that we haven't had a chance yeah. to check into since the quarantine took place, and we'll see how he's doing and all that He's a positive guy, too. He's a very positive guy, so we'll talk to our buddy Michael later on this morning, and it is our duty uh, to get a winner from the school that was chosen to pick the coolest teacher of the year. We did this on Friday. Yeah. And, of course, the Friday school gets a whole weekend to vote. And we had chosen, at random, Villa Joseph Marie in Holland, PA. And uh, the tallies are in, and we have a name. Oh, boy. The coolest teacher of the year from Villa, as voted on by the student body, is... Mr., and I'm going to have to do my best to pronounce his last name, make sure I get it right, Michael Pasinski. Now, his last name is spelled P-A-C-E-N-S-K-I, and I'm thinking of the word Pace, Pasinski, or it might be Pekensky. I'm not 100% sure, but hopefully we will find out later on this morning. Uh, And he's an English teacher at Villa. Graduated, Kathy, from Westchester University. Go Rams. That's another one, right, that we've had uh, who are molding the youth of our area, and uh, they're doing a great job. Uh, So we congratulate uh, Michael, Mr. Pasinski from uh, Villa, on his victory. And we have for him just a small token, which is the President Steve, coolest teacher to your coffee mug. And maybe we'll hear from him later on this morning. We'll find out. Uh, I believe it is Nick's your turn. turn. No, it's your no, turn. your Nick. turn. We're back. Nick, all right, yep, so yep. it is legitimately back to me. Let me choose the next school, and we'll put it to you to do the voting. I have a name in my hand, and the school that gets 24 hours to vote is Paul the Six High School in Haddonfield, New Jersey. Haddonfield, New Jersey. Now, it's Paul, not V.I. It would be Paul the Sixth, right? right? Yes. Paul the V.I. Paul the V.I. High School. Paul the Sixth High School. We are going to give you a 24-hour period to let us know who you think the coolest teacher of the last year has been. It's simple. We've made it even easier this year. You just text the word teacher. That's it. To 39333. We send you a voting link, and then you get to tell us who you think will be 
uh, the person that should walk away with the uh, the mug this year. So Haddonfield, New Jersey, headed back to Jersey once again. So Haddonfield is such a cute little town. It is. Yeah. Um, you were just there, there, weren't you? No, I wasn't in Haddonfield. I was there. Was I? <laughs> uh, you were, I think you were commenting on a how uh, rustic a town you were in No, was you were in, in Collingswood. Collingswood. Uh, Collingswood. Okay. Collingswood has had a nice little resurgence over the years yeah. as well. Yeah, that's One of my where... holiday activities was in Haddonfield, so I was there, you know, around the holiday time. And, what was the uh, activity? You know, do you remember? It, it was the photographer that does the, the book for the kids. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. in Haddonfield. And, um, yeah, the, the, Jason and I ended up eating dinner there and, and uh, kind of walking around a little bit. It happened to be a nice night. It was pretty warm. And, uh, yeah, everything was decorated. It was cute. That's the way Collingswood was. We went to go to an escape room, uh, Sarah Parker, her her and her husband, her husband runs a an escape room. Yeah. And we went there and it was so quaint and lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like, we're going to stay for dinner, and we went to a <laughs> and really we nice never left. And we never <laughs> left <laughs> Collingswood. But I it, love no. towns like that. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yep, we keep trying to drive out, and we end up on Main Street. What's happening here? <laughs> Pleasantville. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So we're all set for a new work week, and uh, we hope you're in, in a, the proper mode. Some people returning uh, back to work who have been gone for a while. Welcome back. Good yes. to have you. Yes. And uh, we're, we're, we're still here. Yeah. We're still here doing our thing. We're here, we're queer, get used to it. Get used to it, for crying out loud. All right, we're going to take a break, come back in a second. We have a whole bunch of stuff uh, to get to in the entertainment realm, and unfortunately, a few people passed away over the weekend, some sad stuff, but we will get to those uh, and more with a stupid question to give some stuff away. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay put. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer is giving a portion of all Gold Roses sold to support local restaurants by catering meals for essential health care workers. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do a stupid question. We're going to give away on Blu-ray Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, the new movie. And the question that I have for you is this. Who is Mount Rushmore named after? Who is Mount Rushmore named after? Yeah, you know the presidents oh, yeah. are on there. Could I ask you right. which presidents are on there, but that's too easy. Who is Mount Rushmore named after? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Well, this is early. Oh! We have our coolest teacher on the line. Hey! And we're going to go to him. I love that we uh, have a chance to chat with our uh, teacher this early in the morning. Uh, as I had mentioned, uh, Villa Joseph Marie, or Villa, was chosen last Friday. The votes came in over the weekend. We tallied them up this morning, and we have our winner, and hopefully I got his name right. We'll find out whether or not it is. We have, would like to welcome Mr. Michael Pesinski, hey. the coolest All teacher. Right. Hey, Mr. It, did I get your name right, Pesinski? Perfect, Preston. Oh, oh my God. What a Monday. I got one. How you doing, Mike? I am doing amazing. It's uh, it was great news to hear. Oh, that's excellent. How long have you been teaching at uh, at Villa? Well, this is only year three there, but I have seventeen years total in teaching. So, huh. well, you certainly made an impression at Villa in just uh, three years. You just you just well, d- you know, dominated. <laughs> dominated is a good word to hear. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Have you always taught high school, or did you uh, teach in uh, different grades before that? No, no, no. I've, I've always been high school. Um, I started out at uh, Sun Valley down in Aston, 
Um, but um, it was a long commute, and uh, I've always lived in Bucks County, Kathy, Bucks Co. There you go, Bucks and, Co. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went to, went to Egan, came back to the home area, and uh, I live in Levittown, and uh, I wanted to be close to home, and, and Villa was a perfect fit. Nice, good. So how do you, how, how do you make English, uh, you know, uh, how do you make that something that, that, you know, <laughs> that, that the kids um, care about and, uh, and that it sinks in because they obviously like you, they voted for you? Well, you know, the thing is, um, number one is don't put everything on the numbers about, uh, you know, grading and everything else. But the other thing is I always tell them that stories are about people and the circumstances change. You know, you can read about Beowulf a couple hundred thousand years ago, and he's all about, you know, what he lost and whatever. But it's all human stories. And if you find the humanity in English, you find yourself. And that, that's the way it goes. That's great. I, I like, like that it. philosophy. That's very that's clear cool. cut. Michael, you have any you got any kids? Oh yeah, yeah. I have two girls myself. Uh so, you know, maybe they'll be Villa Ice one day. We'll see. <laughs> How old are they? Uh, but uh they're they're uh, they're elementary age. So okay. Lily and Cora. Okay. They're asleep though, because it's you know Oh wait, come up, they're in the house with the celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They think and uh, and how are things going to be uh, for graduation for you guys this year? Any idea how it's going to work out? Um, I am on strict uh, gag order until the faculty oh. meeting at three. But All there's right. a lot of there's a lot of talk of distance, possibly a field, possibly I don't know. Okay. So, All right. Um, um, I, I don't want to get fired. Well, we we hope <laughs> obviously whatever it is, it sounds like you guys are going to be creative and and because on you know so many situations and, and schools have had to adapt but uh you can still have some fun and make it memorable for the uh for the kids so it sounds like that's what you guys are gravitating towards oh absolutely all yes. right make it all Excellent. about them nice well so listen let me throw in the tag for villa right. always more always better always with love oh, oh that's nice that's nice well listen for a moment it's about you sir because uh you have <laughs> been voted the coolest teacher of the year and so we award you as a small token of their appreciation and ours of course the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Michael. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I love it. Congratulations. All right, my man. It's good to talk to you. Enjoy the rest of the year and, of course, your summer. And uh, hopefully we'll see you sometime soon, okay? All right. Sounds great. Thank Michael Pazinski. The coolest teacher at Villa. I'm sure they're all very cool, but uh, they did choose one, and we can't choose everybody because we don't have enough money to pay for all the money. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We have chosen another school today at random. It is Paul the Six in Haddonfield, New Jersey. So vote. Same thing. Uh, text the word teacher to 39333. We'll give you 24 hours to do it. All right, let me go through some birthdays. I'll skip through these quickly since we did spend some time. There's Tina Fey's birthday today, and a big one for Tina Fey. She's 50 years old. 50. She looks yep. great. The Always uh, have loved Tina Fey, mm-hmm. and she was just very emotional. Remember, they raised all that what twenty five million dollars in that in that uh, COVID relief uh, yeah. charity she was a part of. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot, and uh, she definitely got caught up in it. Uh, she's from um, Upper Darby. Upper Darby. Yeah, yeah. yeah I believe yep. she went to Upper Darby High School. Wait, wait. She didn't go to Prenny right now. Ah, whatever. She's fifty. I should know these things. Jack Johnson, the Hawaiian-born singer, is forty five. We were just talking about him not too long ago when we had G Love on. Yeah, they're, they're buddies. 
Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, frontman of Devo, celebrates his 70th birthday today. Super talented. And not only that, well, yes, he uh, he you know wrote music with Devo, and now he does film scores. Yeah. He did the, the Lego movie. He did right. uh, Thor Ragnarok, I think, was his as well. Yes, he's part of that as well. And it, Devo has come out, and this is brilliant, for, uh, uh, for protection in this pandemic world. The Devo helmet. Right. It, lo- it looks like a Lego piece. Face shield. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. They just came out with it over I the weekend. I love that. I didn't see it. It's fantastic. I would wear that proudly. I would, yeah. too. I may have to get that. I, I'm I'm a very... I, I love Devo. They're a great band. 70 years old today. Chow Yun-Fat, uh, The Replacement Killers, uh, Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Bulletproof Monk is 65 uh, today. You want to see perhaps the most tense 10 minutes of a film, opening of a film? Hard boiled. He oh, is, yeah? it's, it is an amazing, mind blowing gunfight. Yeah. And then you have Reggie Jackson, oh. Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball player. He once attempted to assassinate the Queen president. He did. It's a footnote in his Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mr. October was his nickname. Uh, he is 74 today. Uh, yes, uh, keyboardist Rick Wakeman celebrates his 71st birthday today. He, the talented musician. Uh, and at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, when Yes was voted in, he had a hilarious acceptance speech. It was really good. I did not know that he had uh, that um, uh, the humor. I'd never actually heard him speak before. I didn't know he had that good uh, sense of humor. You ever seen him in concert? I have, yes. A couple yeah, times I, I've I, seen him. I saw him on the 90125 uh, tour. That was a good tour. And it was excellent. They were fantastic. So, uh, 71 today. <laughs> And then, last birthday is George Strait, country singer. Oh. And uh, he is 68 years old today, so happy birthday. And ironically, he's gay. To everybody. No, George no, Strait, gay. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, who is Mount Rushmore named after? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Sarah for the answer. Hey, Sarah. Good morning, guys. Hey, Sarah, who was Mount Rushmore named after? Charles E. Rushmore. That is correct. Oh. Hang on a second, Sarah. We'll get your information. We're going to give you Sign of the Hedgehog on Blu-ray starring James Marsden and Jim Carrey. Critics call it entertaining and action-packed. An awesome adventure for all ages. You can own it now in digital Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD, which includes a limited edition comic book while supplies last. Rated PG from Paramount Pictures. So real quick, Charles E. Rushmore. You'd think there'd be this wonderful story behind it. Oh, no. He was a lawyer. He was... uh, he was in the area where Mount Rushmore is, and he was with a guide, and he saw that big granite face up there, and he asked the guide what the name of it was. This is before they, you know, obviously put the statues up there, yeah. they put the facade up there. Um, and they said, you know what? They've never named it, so we'll just call it Mount Rushmore from now on. Shut up. And that's how it took off. That's how what? it took off. There's no great story behind well, it. For Christ's sake, let's let's take some time this weekend, Preston. <laughs> go out to the Poconos yeah. and start naming some mountains. Yeah, we'll pick some out. That's Mount Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, uh, let's get into some stuff. We'll start with American Idol. They crowned the season three, with season three winner of American Idol. No. Well, because it's ABC, it used to be on Fox. Oh, so it's right. season oh, wow. three. It's season three on on ABC. Oh, so they forget the entire so history of the show. Over? Yeah, 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 right. Uh, and it was not Louis Knight. Louis nope. did not uh, win last what the night. F- is this? I know, I know. A guy named Just Sam won. A girl named Just Sam. A girl won. named Just Sam won. <laughs> uh, so she beat out fellow finalist uh, Julia Gargano. 
Arthur Gunn, Dylan James, Francisco Martin. That's fun to say. <laughs> yeah, that is. And uh, Johnny West, and of course Louis Knight for the honor. So that's Francisco. Un- that's fun to say. Uh, so unfortunately, our friend did not win, but he made a hell of a run and certainly an impact. Uh, and uh, the world now knows what a what a fantastic singer that guy is, and a super nice guy. I have to imagine that there are going to be many opportunities for Louis. Uh, so was there was there yeah. some sort of heart wrenching story with the uh, winner, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. I, so she it's, was it's, from Harlem, right? Okay. So, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, I think you know came from meager beginnings. Prior to her, you know, uh, stardom on, on American Idol, she was basically singing in the subway. All right. You know, she had a little shoebox that she would, you know, sing and, and make this sort of money. Didn't, I, I think, lacked self-confidence. And, you know, along the way, like, so that's you know, what people, people responded to? People sort of building her up a little bit. All like, right. every single time she made it through each round, she, you know, had this look of, like, really me? You know? And I think that sort of endeared her to the credit. Listen, she was insanely talented i'm really really happy for her All but right. uh you know so i and i hope this you know just shows her that like yes you really are that good you really are a great singer and um you know hopefully you know that means like big things for her probably doesn't we'll see though <laughs> listen it, you know uh, though it probably doesn't we're hoping for great things for you it's hit or miss when you win these things it is so it is we'll it, was, it was history is replete with people we've long forgotten who have won this very competition <laughs> people who failed miserably thought they had the brass ring only to learn that their life was coming to an abrupt end <laughs> it really was a little um weird like not this little, is so weird it was a lot <laughs> weird so it was her and an Arthur a lot weird. And Arthur Gunn were the final two. It looked like Arthur Gunn's family thought thought that he won. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. Was it like I, a La La Land Oscars moment? It was, it was like really, really bizarre. And it was a little lackluster. It was like, hey, just Sam, you won. Did, all right. But it's interesting. This will always be in the record books for the, yeah. this will always be the coronavirus iteration of the of the American Idol. And and um Hey, they pulled it off. When you have the stage production and, you know, the lights and the confetti or whatever it is. like And the perfunctory uh, gospel choir. And that people, you know, cheering in the background like that, you know, obviously, um, it, it, it enhances, ma- it enhances yes. everything. In this case, it was her uh, her old uncle on the uh, couch <laughs> asking where the remote was. She was all by herself. That was the part. Like, like <laughs> there's the remote. She decided to stay in Hollywood for whatever reason. I don't know. But so she was all by herself in her apartment. Mm. And so she won. And it was like, that was it. You know? Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Wow. What do you get? You get uh, like a half million dollars or something like that? I think you get money. You get a recording deal. I think, you know, both of them get recording deals. Um, And then, who knows, man? You should. I thought it used to be like you got a million bucks. You used to get $50 million. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was definitely a recording contract. Well, anyhow, uh, Louis Knight uh, made it to the final seven, and we're very proud of him. So yes. he's a nice kid, and hopefully we'll get a chance to meet him in person in the very near future. Uh, this was sad news over the weekend. Beloved film star Fred Willard died. He was 86 Aww. years old. He was such a funny guy, man. So many great shows and movies over the years. You... um. Again, as with these things, we've said many times, it in a bizarre way presents you with the opportunity to review mm-hmm. a lot of the work. And there's just so much there 
that he has done that's so enjoyable. It was really a pleasure to go through the, some of his work yeah. over the weekend. His uh, his daughter had told People Magazine, uh, her name is Hope Mulberger, by the way. Uh, my father passed away very peacefully last night at the fantastic age of 86 years old. He kept moving, working, and making us happy until the very end. Uh, we will love him very much. We know uh, they just said he died of natural causes, so I don't know if he... You know, had been ill for a while. I'm not really sure. What if getting hit was. by a comet is considered uh, natural, then yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, a fond. So a, a few other uh, tweeted out uh, and and posted uh, some uh, some of their tributes. Jamie Lee Curtis, whose husband is Christopher Guest, yeah, and he's worked obviously extensively with uh, Willard over the years. Said a fond farewell to Mr. Willard. How lucky we are. We all are that uh, we got to witness his great gifts. Uh, thanks for the deep belly laughs. You are now with Mary home safe. Uh, his death comes less than two years after his wife, uh, Mary, died. She was 71. Uh, they've been married since 1968. They had one daughter. Yeah. Uh, so Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who, of course, co-starred on Modern Family with him because he made, I think, 14 appearances over the years on Modern Family. Yeah, and he actually he had just, in the series, Modern Family, he had just passed away. His character, who is Phil Dunphy's father. Yes. Uh, Jesse wrote, uh, rest in peace, Fred Willard. You will always be a true original, and I am uh, so honored that our lives intersected. No one will ever come close to re- uh, replacing your genius. Um, Judd Apatow wrote, Fred Willard could not have been funnier. He was pure joy and the sweetest person you could ever meet. Uh, Willard's death, like uh, Steve was saying, came just months after the character he played on Modern Family. Phil Dunphy's father, Frank, died of old age. Uh, yeah, he played 14 episodes across all 11 seasons. We have some clips to play of yeah, Fred yeah. Willard, uh, and he's been in so many great uh, movies. And we'll go back to, uh, this is Spinal Tap. Right, the beginning. And yeah. he is a, uh, he's in the military, right? Right, so Spinal Tap's career has obviously been on a downward slope, and they get booked at, I, I think it's a uh, it's an Air Force base, and they're having their, uh, what do they call, um, Addie's Weekend. Okay. And uh, so here's... And Fred he's Willard. like the liaison. He meets yes, them at, right. the, at the airport. Visit to a military facility. Find me. I start by saying how thrilled we are to have you here. We are such fans of your music and all of your records. I'm not speaking of yours personally, but the whole genre, the rock and roll, and so of the exciting things that are happening in music today. And let me explain a bit about what's going on. This is our monthly At Ease weekend. It gives us a chance to kind of let down our hair, although I see you all have a head start on it. These haircuts wouldn't pass military muster, believe me. Although I shouldn't talk, I, my hair's getting a little shaggy, too. Better not get too close to you, they'll think I'm part of the band. I'm joking, of course. Shall we go in and I'll show you around? And by the way, keep in mind, I, I, there's more of this clip. This is this is improv stuff. Yes. Is, they're they're yep, making yep. it up as they go along, you know. Walk this way, please, uh, right through here. Did you ever run into a musical group, works out of Kansas City, calls themselves Four Jacks and a Jill? They've been at a Ramadi in there for about 18 months. If you're ever in Kansas City and you want to hear some good music, you might want to... Uh, drop by. Uh, I would like to get the playing on about 1,900 hours of that satisfactory. Where would I, I make it now. It's about 1,830 hours. So that's what, 50 hours? Oh, actually, 20 hours. Oh, that's actually about 30 minutes. About a half hour. Give or take just a few minutes. I don't want to rush it. The idea is if we can get it on and we... Uh, Get it over with. And I have just one request. Would you play a couple of slow numbers so I can dance? Get it on and get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) Is that about 50 hours? (laughs) I love it. Uh, Yeah, so he he obviously did some of these these movies where improv was the order of the day. 
best in show. Again, another another improvisational exchange. That's the way that they uh, they worked. And he's doing the color comedy. He's doing the play by play. For the uh, the dog show, which yeah. is the the Mayflower dog show, right? And he's a former jock who should be in that realm, and he's doing dog shows. So, is this some of the commentary? Yes, I haven't yeah, heard uh-huh. the clip yet. Yep. Here we go. She is really giving him a thorough going over. Are all judges that thorough? I mean, yes, she looks yes. at the teeth. Ouch! Gums. Am I seeing right? Where's she putting her hands now? Well, she's just checking out the dog's uh, testicular area Ooh. to make sure. <laughs> to make sure that uh, that everything is intact. Hate to go out on a date with Judge uh, Edie Franklin, have her judge me. That would be no fun. Uh, now, what is that? Is that that's a, a bloodhound, isn't it? Uh, you know what would be funny? I don't know if they can do this. Uh, uh, just an idea off the top of my head. Why didn't he put the bloodhound, put on one of those Sherlock Holmes hats and put a little pipe in his mouth? Are they ever allowed to do anything like that, dress up a dog in a funny way? No, that's, uh, that's not quite what the... Uh, you know what I mean? The Sherlock Holmes hat yes. with the pipe? I don't know if you could make it look like smoke's coming out of the pipe. I think that would be a little dangerous. <laughs> I'd get a kick out of it. <laughs> um, he's so great in that movie. And you know what, Steve, the, the, a bunch of the clips you used to play... Uh, were of him from A Mighty Wind. Uh, yes, uh, what happened? Right. And, and that's uh, become a catchphrase. Hey, what happened? Yeah, and there she blows <clears throat> right, was another yeah. one. Uh, he, so he he did a series of movies with uh, Christopher Guest, including uh, Waiting for Guffman, which he and, um, uh, oh, my God, Marino, uh, or wait, um, yeah. Parker uh, Posey? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, man, from Home Alone. Um, Mad- Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Madeline Albright. They play the husband-wife. Madeline Albright. <laughs> Madeline Albright. Uh, what a, what oh, a comedic no. witch she was. They were husband and wife. Here is uh, a clip from Anchorman, which I think he was the He was the station the director. The, the, the program director of, right. of the news station. And right. so this is, from what we understand, it's a completely improvised uh, moment where he's on the phone. He okay. is, uh, in, you know, he's obviously... You'll hear. Okay. Right, but I think my son is just going through a phase. I have no idea where he would have gotten a hold of German pornography. (laughs) But you and I are mature adults. We've both seen our share of pornographic materials. Oh, you never have? Uh, Of course you haven't. How stupid of me. Neither have I. I was just speaking in generalities. (laughs) Right? I'll stop by the school a little later, Sister Margaret. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, of course, there was that. There was remember the, the incident where he was he was in a um, in a, a theater, a la Pee Wee Herman, and uh, it. yeah, and uh, he owned it. And that's yep. sometimes you know that was the deal. But uh, we had the pleasure, you remember, of having him in the studio for an interview, and it was so great yeah. to have him in. And apparently, uh, Marissa said that I had a been come to known as moment with uh, Fred Willard. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. This. All right, let's hear this. All right, uh, here we go. Did you uh, did you work your way into? Uh, did you go through like the um, uh, some of those uh, comedy sketch groups, uh, the Groundlings? Indeed, and things I like did. That? Yes. Indeed, I did. I was in a comedy. Yeah, almost. Oh, um, yes, but no. you got to it. Yeah, a group of people may not remember Ace Trucking Company. The Ace Trucking ago, Company. Yeah, we played a club here called the Bijou one time. Wow. Um, and the the only character they remember from that is a guy who's named Raymond J. Johnson. You doesn't have to call Don't me Ray. Johnson. You yeah. can call me Jay. Yeah. That was in our group. The Budweiser commercials. Yeah, he did Budweiser yeah. and everything. And then um, 
What did you ask? Uh, I was at Second City, Chicago's famed right. Second City. Was, you, was your first uh, uh, TV work? Because I, I remember go, uh, Fernwood, Fernwood Tonight. That uh, was not quite the first. That was the earliest. That's the one that did the best for me, Martin Mull. You and Martin Mull, yeah. First thing I think I was on was Laverne and Shirley with, <laughs> ironically, Michael McKeon and uh, yeah. David Lander, who I've since worked with. And, sure, uh, sure. Michael was in a lot of the Christopher Guest, you know, yeah, Best in Show. Yeah, wonderful. And- Oh, man, what a sweet guy. Great, great guy. I mean, and uh, that's why so many people look up to him, his ability to uh, off-the-cuff deliver really good stuff. And to play that guy, if you remember the movie Silver Streak, he's sort of the, uh, um, when they when the train is a runaway and it's heading into the uh, the train station, he's the guy they get on the phone. Really? Yeah, and, and, he's, wow. and he sort of does a quasi-dramatic turn, and it's, okay. it's uh, you know, very talented guy. Nick? So that uh, that Space Force uh, show is coming out on Netflix later this month, and he's in that, too. So yeah. um, he will have a role uh, posthumously as well. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, remember, he was in... Um... Uh, he was in Salem's Lot. Yes, he yes. A dramatic run in Salem's he's Lot. A, he's a he's a cheater. He's a, a real estate um, agent yeah. who is uh, screwing around with a truck driver's wife. Yeah. So sad news uh, that uh, that we lost him. Fred Willard, outstanding. Listen, there were a couple other deaths. Let me get to these because we're already running. Are you out the of necromancer? Time. I am the necromancer right now. Uh, Mark Marin uh, says that he is heartbroken over the sudden death of his director girlfriend, Lynn Shelton. This is horrible. Uh, there was a previously unknown underlying condition. He said it was not COVID 19. The doctors could not save her. They tried hard. I loved her very much, as I know many of you did as well. It's devastating. I'm leveled, heartbroken, and in complete shock and don't really know how to move forward in this moment. He said, uh, I need you all to know. Uh, I don't know some of you. Some I do. I'm just trying to let the people who were important to her know. So she was a, terrible. Uh, a working director, a talented director. I think she directed one of the shows you were watching, Kathy. Um, uh, was she a director on the Nicole Kidman show, the HBO show? Oh, the um... uh, Pretty Little Lies? Yeah. That Maybe. one? Possibly, yeah, but oh. she was she was working. She was, you know, well respected. That's terrible, and especially and and for him, yes, because they were, you know, currently in a relationship. So that's that. And then uh, from the world of trading spaces, designer Frank uh, Bielek, uh has died. He was seventy two years old. Frank was the older guy. Always yeah. liked Frank. He had a more um, sort of a provincial yeah. way of uh, designing and uh, country flares. Yeah, 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 was was his style. Sad. I met him one time. Super nice guy. Uh, he was on the show since it premiered back in 2000. He died in Houston Hospital Friday night. He had a heart attack uh, the previous day. His wife Judy told TMZ, um, uh, and obviously all of the cast has has been uh, posting, um, you know, uh, goodwill to the family and and everything about what a great guy he was. Ty Pennington, Vern Yip, all of them uh, were reaching out. And in fact, they uh, last month they did a virtual Zoom reunion with the co-stars and. Uh, he was on that as well. Everybody was on it. So yeah, sad news, man. He was a very, very nice guy. So uh, some unfortunate uh, events over the weekend in the world of celebrities. All right, I do have some other things. Happy stuff. Yeah, how about this? Kevin, right. Kevin Hart uh, has offered a walk-on role in a future film to a frontline worker, Henry Law, an anesthesiologist from New Jersey. Got the call from the Jumanji star informing him that he had been chosen at random as the winner of his all-in challenge. That's cool. Which uh, swept Hollywood. Uh, and I guess they're making good on all these things now. Yeah, and you know what? You never really do hear those sides. You, you never, never do. You hear about the winner. Yeah. So uh, the challenge raises money for organizations that feed the hungry, including Meals on Wheels, No Kid Hungry, America's uh, Food Fund, World Central Kitchen, and Feeding America. Uh, so, Law said he donated a few hundred bucks. Uh, so far, the challenge has raised $43 million. That's so, amazing. That's cool. I love it. 
All right, how about this? Tara Reed <laughs> is being considered for the role of Joe Exotic's sworn enemy, Carol Frickin' Baskin, mm-hmm. in a film version of the uh, Tiger King. I saw this, and I recoiled a bit, and then I thought about it. Hmm. That might that might work, depending they, on her, you know... They gotta plump her up a bit. Yeah, her commitment to it. Yep, and... Uh, it's basically the role she has in Sharknado, but more believable. She could uh, she could maybe pull that off, so we'll see. But that's... Uh, that She's being considered, and now... I mean, she looks like a tiger right now, with and, all that surgery. And there are multiple Tiger Kings in the works, including one starring Nicolas Cage, Joe Exotic, so I don't know which one this is. Are we gonna be able to... Remember when the, all those Amy Fisher movies came out? Yes. Oh, remember there was like, I, th- that's exactly what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. So I think we're going to have one of those situations where there's like five or six Tiger King movies. Yep. I think. Hopefully, it's... Alyssa Milano does one soon. <clears throat> oh, that was, it was the best. The best Amy Fisher Joey about a few go movie, mm-hmm. Casualties of Love. Is that I mean, what that was called? Yes. <laughs> don't you want like a more like um, serious approach to this? No. Rather I want than... a musical. What is serious about it? <laughs> I, I want a musical. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, if you cast her as Carol Baskin, I can't. The documentary was the serious one. Yeah. You know, now the things that come out afterwards are the Hollywood versions of them. Good point. Yeah. Have some fun with it. I, I guess so. I yeah. guess. Uh, the New York State Supreme Court has denied Mary Kate Olson's emergency bid for divorce from her husband of five years, Olivier Sarkozy. The reason, a spokesperson told CNN... Uh, that her divorce filing is not considered essential due to, due to the coronavirus. I told you he would not agree. Uh, Lucian Shalfin of the New York Supreme Court said only essential slash emergency matters are allowed to be filed. The original filing was rejected by the New York County Manhattan clerk because they did not follow the essential matter procedure. They refiled under the essential matter procedure and the matter was referred to an ex parte. Is that how you say that? Parte. State Supreme, yeah. Supreme Court judge. Uh, he just decided that it is not essential, so they can't file anything at this point. Are you ready to party? So Mary-Kate is reportedly quarantining with friends in the Hamptons. Olivier is the half-brother of Nicolas Sarkozy, the former president of France. Previous reports claim that Olivier kicked Mary-Kate out of their apartment in the middle of the pandemic. And she filed the emergency divorce in order to gain extra time to grab her stuff. This was one of those weddings, as we said last week, one of those unions where we no one could see what was going on here. It, it seemed perverse and bizarre. He looks has always looked like her father whenever they were out together. Uh, it's, and uh, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad it's over. By the way, Ashley is holding down the uh, the pair's fashion empire comprised of uh, luxury brand The Row and the more casual Elizabeth and James. That's what I wear, the Elizabeth and James. Keeping an eye on stuff. Uh, Cara Delevingne is still on Team Ashley. She and Ashley Benson may have split after two years together, but she is still defending her against attacks on social media. Fans freak out <laughs> when they saw Benson out with G-Eazy. But Delavine wasn't having it. Now, so wait a second. So okay. So Cara Delavine. <laughs> let's get this right. Yeah, let's get the uh, okay. chronology here. So Cara Delavine and the uh, the aforementioned what's her name? Ashley Benson. Ashley Benson. Okay, yeah. so they were they were uh, girlfriends together. Yeah, they were in a relationship, years. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they split up, and now she is with G Easy. She's been seen out with G Easy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on and, in- and Cara Delavine is with Maytag. On Instagram stories, she wrote, "It's more important now than ever to spread love, not hate. To yeah. everyone hating on Ashley Benson, please." stop. You don't know the truth. Only her and I do, and that's exactly how it should be. It's beautiful. Benson and G-Eazy have been photographed multiple times together. Is it G-Eazy or Geezy? Well, there's a G and then a dash and then the word easy. 
Let's go with Geezy. No, Geezy. you're right, Geezy, yeah. Uh, including one time when they were kissing. Uh, they teamed up to record a cover of Radiohead's Creep, and they released it on SoundCloud and YouTube uh, back in April. On again, off again, couple Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green may be headed for another split. The 34-year-old Transformer star prompted speculation that she had moved on from her marriage after she was spotted out with Machine Gun Kelly oh, in Los Angeles. She was spotted out a couple of times with Machine Gun Kelly, Preston. Uh, the pair were photographed getting takeout and then driving back to her house. So would this then technically be the 50th time they've split? Because there been a few times. A load of times. Uh, on Saturday night, Brian uh, took to Instagram with a cryptic message. He captioned a shot of butterflies, writing, Eventually, butterflies get bored sitting on a flower for too long. They start <laughs> feeling smothered. It's a great big world, and they want to experience it. Butterflies are free <laughs> to fly but the sky, but the flowers... He was trying to be poetic, but he's like, you know, sometimes butterflies get bored. Butterflies get bored sitting on the same face. Mm. He had been photographed several times recently without his wedding ring on. Boom. And she was photographed without her wedding ring. They have three kids, Noah, Bodie, and Journey. Uh, they filed for divorce in 2015, but then reunited. And welcome, Journey. Journey is three, by the way. That was quick, Case. Yeah. He's moving, man. All right. Uh, do you want the... Uh, you want a Kardashian update? Yeah, we desperately need it in okay. these uncertain times. <laughs> I got everything here for you. It's everything. really the Kardashians yeah. that are getting us through this. Yeah. <laughs> the saga of Tristan Thompson and Chloe continues while the two are no longer together after he got busted cheating on her multiple times. Uh, though they are a co-parenting two-year-old True in peace. True. Most of the time. Recently, though, things have been hectic <laughs> as uh, rumors popped up and... <laughs> Chloe is pregnant with Tristan's child again, and she has denied it, and that he fathered a child with a woman named Kimberly Alexander. Uh, the pair have their lawyers send her a cease and desist, and People Reports Tristan has been open with Chloe from the beginning when it comes to the paternity test. He told her that he needed to take the test, but also that he didn't believe that he is the dad. The test reportedly showed he wasn't the father uh-huh. of Kimberly Alexander. See, this is the one girl child. I didn't bang. Uh, meanwhile, Alexander... No, I think he admitted that he banged her. Oh, okay. But he just, that's not his <laughs> Didn't baby. Didn't get her pregnant. Meanwhile, Alexander took to social media on Friday <clears throat> to respond to Tristan. Tristan. And Chloe's cease and desist saying, I'm not hurting for no money, loves. Hmm. I want truth. She wants what? truth. What? I'm not hurting for no money, loves. I want truth. This is this is what this <laughs> woman, Kimberly Alexander, posted. Okay. I'm not hurting for no money, loves. Okay. I want hashtag truth. All right. Uh, she also sounds like a lawyer speaking. Denied dating Tristan eight years ago, as opposed to recently saying my mother passed away in 2012. Tristan, I didn't even know you then. If you're gonna come clean, come all the way clean. <laughs> How many L's? There's five L's there. Okay. All the way there. <laughs> Scott Disick left a rehab facility in Colorado recently after photos of him leaked. His lawyers are investigating, and he is reportedly considering new, more private treatment options and is leaning on his girlfriend, Sophia Ritchie, and his ex, Courtney Kardashian, with whom he shares three kids. His lawyers say that he is seeking rehab for trauma over his parents' death, not drugs and alcohol, as has been rumored. Do you usually check yourself into rehab just to get over depression? Like, I don't think so. Not that I know of. Huh? I'm sad. 
Now, Sophia Hutchins. Now we're talking. That's Caitlyn Jenner's girlfriend, right? Yes. Has opening up about an awkward interaction she had with Caitlyn. Uh, both have denied having a romantic relationship, though. That's a bunch of crap. Uh, despite persistent rumors, Sophia told Heather McDonald on her July podcast, Juicy Scoop, that <laughs> she had to put a lock on my door because Caitlyn decided to barge into my room. When I, I want to come in. Friend over. I want to come in. Kicks the door down. Comes busting I'm coming through. In. I'm coming in! I want to kick you! I want to kick you! She said, Caitlin, decided- sorry, I'm on my menges. <laughs> <laughs> See this tank on my back? It has pretend blood in it. Uh, she said, Caitlin decided to barge into my room while I had a friend over. <laughs> she kind of saw a lot of things happening. Uh, it's kind of like living with your parents, and I'm like, oh. I'm sorry I ripped your car in half. <laughs> <laughs> this might she be put a- both halves of the car on her fist, Preston. <laughs> this might be a turning point uh, where I might need to move out. Uh, but she's had second thoughts. She tells people being CEO of Lumisol and, and Caitlin's manager keeps me busy. I don't know what Lumisol is. It's uh, it's it sounds familiar. L U M A S O L. All right. Uh, I am totally focused on my career. I don't have plans to move out, but I am get out. But I am in the real estate market for a home in Calabasas. So there you go. And then one last thing, Kim Kardashian's Innovating Skims line introduced a seamless face mask to its collection. A seamless face mask. Because uh-huh. you know how, how unsightly those seams in your face mask can be. It's horrible when your seams don't line up properly. Uh, and at $8, it uh, sold out almost immediately. Uh, Kim has donated a million dollars to Baby to Baby, Good Plus, and the L.A. Regional Food Bank and Domestic Workers Alliance also donated 10,000 face masks to the organization. Uh, Skims is reportedly working to get more face masks in stock as soon as possible. So now the uh, so beginning today, everyone wears face masks out out in the hallway, right? That's the deal. Yep. Uh, here in the offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. I Makes sense to me. All right. Uh, we should we should move on to clips okay. now, if you guys don't mind. Uh, let's see here. TNT's Snowpiercer follows a high-powered, high-powered train that circles the globe with the remnants of humanity on board. You've talked about this movie before, Steve. Now it's a yeah. show. The original movie is with Chris Evans, and I, I recorded the uh, premiere episodes last night. Separated by class. In this clip, star uh, David Diggs discusses this being a different role for him. Here we go. I always try to do things I haven't done before, and this was a lot of things I hadn't done before. I definitely love the challenges. It was definitely a learning experience, and I had great people around me. Uh, the first season of Snowpiercer airs uh, Sunday nights on TNT. Uh, the movie is really uh, very cool. Again, it's this whole world on this super long train, and uh, you think, well, that would get boring fast, but each car has like a different almost societal element to it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, and if, if I'm... If, Jennifer Connelly is the the sinister sort of character that Ed Harris played in the movie. Uh, it'll be pretty cool. All right, so is this uh, taking place as if the movie never took place? Is this? I don't know. I, I didn't get to watch it, but I okay. assume it. I assume it's. Um, it might be uh, an after after the movie. All right. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Next clip. Here we go. 
And Magic for Humans, Justin Willman introduces real people to his own unique blend of magic. And in this clip, Justin discusses how some of his favorite magicians inspired his act. Here we go. I was kind of obsessed with Copperfield, but of course, you know, as a kid, you don't have the Copperfield money to, like, do the big tricks. So then I kind of gravitated towards Lance Burton, you know, who would do the dove act in his uh, tuxedo, very elegant. And I had, like, 14 doves at one point and did it to music and would make these birds appear and give them to my sister who was wearing a French maid outfit, which was a Halloween costume that I said don't throw away and she put them on a perch. I don't give a f- uh, Magic for Humans is streaming now. Netflix, he will be joining us tomorrow on the program. He's been here before in the studio. He's a great guy and does some cool illusions and has fun with it. He did the one that was quite the viral. We're looking at it right now and on the uh, screen in the studio where they, they convince a group of or a group of people are in on the trick and convince uh, someone that they become invisible. It's great. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so we'll talk to him tomorrow. That's it. That's what I got in the entertainment report for you this morning. We're going to take a break. Not before I remind you that Paul the Six in Haddonfield, New Jersey, are the next high school up for Philly's coolest teacher or President Steve's coolest teacher of the year. So please text the word teacher to 39333 and we shall see who that's going to be tomorrow morning. We're going to be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. By the way, random uh, text message. Do you guys remember when Nick tried to say apple slices and it came out ipple slosses? No. no. No, but thank you. I'm I'm glad that that did exist at one point, though. Ipple slosses. Ipple slosses. That's a good one. That's a good one. I need to have that like as my ringtone or something. Ipple slosses. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll do some digging. See if yes. we can find that. All right. In the meantime, speaking of digging, I want to dig into the junk drawer yeah. and toss some stuff out. Because it is getting a tad bit overcrowded in there. Let's reach in and see what we find. You're really selling it, man. I love that. I feel like I'm actually looking into a drawer that's jammed with stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Theater of the mind. So, penguins apparently crap nitrous oxide. What? Yeah. Tell me something I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Laughing gas. That's that's, uh, that's Mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. Uh, It sort of happened. So... Uh, laughing gas is produced by their poop. Researchers based in Denmark and China were studying the effects of uh, retire of uh, retreating retreating glaciers and the accompanying surge in penguins on greenhouse gas levels in South Georgia Island. It turns out that climate change is kicking off a sort of feedback loop where the influx of penguins leads to more penguin poop and therefore even more greenhouse gases. But it also leads to a hell of a time for the scientists breathing in all that nitrous oxide, uh, which is also known as, as laughing gas. And apparently the deal is, uh, according to author Bo Elberling, who is a studies uh, corresponding author, he said, after nosing about in guano for several hours, one goes completely cuckoo. One- <laughs> 
one begins to feel ill and get a headache as well. Huh. So, so, so it's it, it, how how similar is it to nitrous you would receive at a, like a dentist office? I mean, it's the same gas. The same it's, gas. It's exactly the same. So, all from a penguin crap. The penguin is that why they're so happy? Poop itself doesn't contain it. Instead, the nitrogen in the poop enters the ground where the soil turns oh. it into nitrous oxide. So it's a combination. All right, there you go. And that ends up happening. Uh, mm. All of this uh, analysis led the researchers to conclude. Uh, that penguin colonies are hot spots for greenhouse gas emissions, particularly for the potent greenhouse gas nitrous oxide. Would, would the same hold true for other animal dookie? It, I, they, I don't know. Okay. They, they've, they've certainly studied uh, penguins, but I'm not sure about other animal dookie. Right. Uh, the possible... It's possible the amount of gas will increase as the penguins move inland. So oh. that's uh, that's the main concern. So... Uh, but it's a natural source of uh, of nitrous oxide. So it's the nitrogen in the poop mixed with the oxygen in the soil, and it's got to be like a perfect mixture of the both, right? Yes. So it's got to be like... To create happy gas. Well, I, I don't know what the, the formula is. I don't know if it's like two parts nitrogen, one part oxygen, or whatever. By the way, it's, speaking... Oh, it's N2O, yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, two parts. Okay. So speaking of, of things like nitrous, and, and uh, you know that uh, like helium has been declining. They're, they're, yes. They're running out of helium. And I guess helium is is mined. It comes out of the earth. So. It, it does. There there are a few there are a few spots that are like helium mines. Mm-hmm. Now you could always use the powdered mix, but it's uh, it's hard not to find. The same. No, yeah. It doesn't yeah. taste the same. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, isn't that wild? So is I'm, I'm curious if nitrous oxide is that way as well. If they if they find you know pockets of these gases right. and they mine them or not? I have no idea. I've never really looked into. No, I think they make it. I think they make nitrous. I, well, I don't know. I'm just. Talking out my ass now. Uh, it is, in other words, so this is a naturally occurring nitrous oxide. Yep. It is. So is is there are there things like pockets of underground nitrous oxide that are that's within the soil or because there are various gases like when they mine right they, gas is a big concern because if you hit a you know can you hit a kill everybody. Yeah. I remember a story and it was it's uh, produced in a lab, guys. So that it is produced in a lab. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so Nick, there, there, there are no besides this story of the uh, of the poop. penguin crap. You, you can find it in natural places, but like if they're going to use it in a uh, in a dentist's office or whatever, that came they, out they make lab. it in a lab. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There was they, a story years ago of of a guy who just happened to be hiking. He was lighted. He was out in the middle of, a, of the forest. I think it might have been in Kentucky. Preston lit a match. Oh and no. Boom! I mean, like an acre, like two acres went wow. up. He was over one of the... Because there are gases yeah. that deposits. are being produced in deposits. He had no idea that he was sort of in a basin wow. where this gas had been accumulating. Wow. And you have to be like, what? Yeah, yeah because um, <clears throat> it doesn't have a scent no. naturally. That's no. why they would use canaries right. in, in coal mines and because uh, and, you couldn't smell it. They add that smell to it later on, mm-hmm. yeah. which is why when you turn the gas on at home, you smell it because... You know they they want you to know it's present, so they add something right. to it, right? So. Uh, but like helium is going to be gone. I mean, it'll, it'll eventually work its way. I, I don't know. I don't know what the status is. Or, or we'll, is, is, is it possible to, to, we'll start falling oh, because no. we no longer have the helium. We won't oh, float no. anymore. Yeah, and then we'll land finally on that that the ba- the universe floor, which we have yet to see. <laughs> 
which is probably has a whole bunch of wallets and uh, cell phones. <laughs> I'm sure there are people that believe that. It's like the bottom of an amusement park right. wow. under right. a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just wallets. Well, we're spinning so fast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, limbs, glasses, artificial limbs. Artificial limbs. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have a follow-up on the artificial limb that was found in the ocean uh, oh, from please. the Bizarre File last week. I'll get to that in, right. in, the, in the Bizarre File, so there is a follow-up to that. All right, so anyhow, nitrogen in penguin poop causes uh, nitrous oxide, so if you're going to be studying that, keep that in mind. Maybe if you're in college, too, maybe uh, you know, bring a penguin with you. To, Seriously. You know, all right, let me dig back in there. You know, for theater of the mind. Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, in about a month, students at RIT, which is Rochester Institute of Technology, they worked hard and long enough to uh, recreate a virtual campus on Minecraft good enough so they can celebrate commencement on the game. Like, they very, very meticulously, I saw pictures of I it, love the this. rendering, and they did it down to every last detail. It looks pretty awesome. So. Rodney, who is the, you know, the savior here of Beasley, does mm-hmm. all the stuff in the engineer and puts on, you know, anything we do that, that works, it's because Rodney's behind it. His daughter is like, is massively into Minecraft. And apparently, I guess, a Philadelphia airport was lo- looking for design ideas and called out to the Minecraft community. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, to to uh, to come up with some ideas, and she's she's doing stuff like it's, that. Oh, it's funny. a great idea. Yeah, Kathy. The, I mean, the the amount of detail that you can create in that game is is pretty impressive if you've got the time and and the creativity. Did you play uh, it at all? Over. No. Have you? I mean, listen. I, I watched my kids yeah. play it. My daughter was really really into it for a while, and I had a lot of fun watching the things that she was creating. Right. And she even created, like, our studio and stuff like that. I mean, her version of it. And this was several years ago. That's cool. Uh, Yeah. So a ceremony in the video game Minecraft that will allow them to virtually walk across the graduation stage. Uh, This will be users can participate in uh, the ceremony in-game, while any viewers who don't have the game can live stream the event on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. I like that. The event is hosted by the school's student group, Electronic Gaming Society, or EGS. We've actually worked out quite an interesting way of proceeding with this. (laughs) Uh, The manager of the campus Electronic Game Society, Alexa Amariello, uh, said once we started getting Gordon Fieldhouse ready and the area where the track is, we just started making the stage. Uh, she said, I'm looking forward to all the staff and alumni not involved in the project to see what we've done when people see the progress we've made, uh, that they'll want to help and make events of their own. I really don't understand the appeal of Minecraft. My kids do it. I uh, And, and um, we're, we're looking at uh, what these students have, have created I just don't get it. Do you know what it seems similar to the, the games, the Sims games from a while ago? Yeah, where you and would, I was thinking you'd build, of that too. You'd build your house, you'd build your, you'd build everything involved, your your lawn, your garden, or my or brother it was. got into that, and he would show me things. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, dude, check this out. And like, listen, I, I have been dismissed so many times in my life that I tried to like, you know, give everybody, right. you know, like if they're really interested, like hold it together, hold, right? Hold it together. But I'm like, I'm like, this does absolutely nothing for me. It's it's not real. But here's the deal: in this, there are people who live who live <laughs> within this virtual world, I know. and they love it. So. I can see, like through VR and stuff like that, there being an interest in it. Years ago, there, there, you know, you know, CAD programs, right, Preston, where you could, you know, you could. What, what, for example, I'm sure when Window Nation shows up or whatever, they're using something that's a simulation of your house Mm -hmm. where you can kind of see the design. And I think that's the fascination. Well, that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's 
They know it's not real. Yeah, I know. But I you know. St- you still created something. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, it's an image. It's really cool. You can you can. Yeah, I know. My my kids do it. I mean, I uh, me yeah. personally, it's not my thing either. But yeah. I, when I see stuff that they built, and you know, I'll see my daughter starting something, and then come back a few hours later and see what she's created. I'm like, all right, yeah. that's pretty impressive. I never got into Lego no snipers. Either, so. I'm not into it. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Do but any of I... your kids play uh, Animal Crossing? No, I don't think so. I've heard of it. Uh, the reason that I know about it, Preston, is that last week I, I was surfing Twitter for some reason, and people were talking about trading turnips, the root vegetable. Right. And I didn't understand why turnips were all of a sudden trending on Twitter. And the reason is is that it's a, a hot commodity on Animal Crossing. And it's, I guess when it comes to harvesting at a farm, turnips are really good. And listen, it's foreign to me, but turnips are really important in this world. Wow. Well, that's okay. all. Yeah, I I get it. it within this environment, <laughs> that's that's what they like. They're they're turnip yeah. people. Uh, so apparently, they've made uh, in this virtual world for this uh, graduation. They've made gowns for the players participating. The ceremony itself will look strikingly similar huh. uh, to a normal commencement. There will be 250 chairs. Uh, Amoriello uh, recommends getting there early to get a front row seat, and then uh, commencement. We'll feature remarks from her, from uh, some of the mods of the project, and even words from President Munson's speech. Where do I keep getting flossing from? <laughs> flossing? Munson. Uh, so you could actually, in other words, if you show up late and people are logged on in the game, you could not, you might not get a seat if Maybe. people fill in. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Interesting. Okay. What they need to recreate is that overwhelming Heat of the gown and the air conditioner that's not working. And the desire to get and this over with. the desire to get it over with. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're working on simulating that, right, too, right. Steve. All right, what else do I have here? Uh, Uber is considering buying Grubhub. Wall Street Journal reported, la- Wall Street Journal reported last week that uh, Uber approached Grubhub earlier this year with an all-stock takeover offer. And the two companies are continuing to discuss it. If it were to happen, a combined Uber Eats and Grubhub would control 55% of the U.S. food delivery market. Wow. So it's a lot of times uh, the best way to beat your competition is to own your competition. Mm-hmm. So um, I, would they keep them as two separate entities or would they form them into one? It says that because of that AP cited analyst, Tom Forte is saying a merger of Uber Eats and Grubhub would likely get closely uh, scrutinized from regulators. Uh, the rival DoorDash controls about 35% of the market, so I guess they'd make it one, Steve. Probably. With DoorDash, to me, it seems to be more like um, fast foodish, like you go and you, you know, like uh, McDonald's and Taco Bell and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the one that I'll use, I use caviar a fair amount, and that's, that's it, they hit the restaurants that I like, you know. But it, Is that it, why that's a preference for you? Is it because of the restaurants involved, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they're the ones that I, like a lot of the restaurants I was go, I was going to and had been going to prior to these apps, Nick, are the, I see them on Caviar. Yeah. So, how, so, how much do they cost? How much does it cost? It's $1,000 a meal. No, really. How much does it cost for them to go get your food for you and then tip on top of it? I don't know, and we've tried. We've tried to like, work this out. Do you know, Kathy? I think it's like ten bucks or something like. That. Or one of them is six dollars. One is ten. Like I, somewhere around there. It's not expensive. Once you roll over and just say, "Ah, f it," you know, I, I I'm gonna. 
I, I, want, I haven't, and I, I want won't. body food. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll just go get it myself. Yeah, I have zero problems with leaving my house and going and getting it. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. And if it's too far away, I, then I just won't go. I like, can't stand going yeah. through that phalanx of paparazzi I, and all that thing. And I'm, I'm not just, at your level, Steve, though. Steve, Steve, Steve. I'm like, oh, please, please, please. <laughs> Did you guys ever use the when you were younger the uh, uh, you fly I'll buy uh, routine? Yeah, oh, yes, sure, yeah. Yeah. sure. Yeah, that was always a you. Yeah. You go get it, I'll pay for it. Okay, or vice yeah. versa, you yeah. buy I'll fly. You know, How about you way. go and get it and pay for it? Uh, yeah, that yeah. You, yeah. You, you go get it and pay for it. You fly and I'll and buy. It. I'll eat it. How about that? So it looks like all of them are um, like somewhere between four and eight dollars. Here's one that's between six and eight dollars, but there's also uh, a service fee of up to fifteen percent for DoorDash. And there are also uh, a high um, high user times. For example, you know, they, they, if, you, if you're at six o'clock on a Friday, oh, like kind of like Uber. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's the case. At least oh. for some of them, Kathy, where the uh, the rate will go up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So the the company itself makes this money on volume, right? So uh, for to, it doesn't sound like that much, but when you have thousands and thousands of people doing it all well, they across make money the country, off the restaurant too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the restaurant has to pay them. All right, so uh, they're looking about uh, Uber's looking at buying uh, Grubhub. So we'll interesting see what ends up happening. Let's go back in, shall we? The drawer of junkness to that junk being slobbed around. Uh, apparently, people are making new friends even uh, in lockdown. A poll of two thousand Americans from one poll and Evite finds that the average respondent says that they've made six new friends as a result of attending virtual gatherings oh, Jesus Christ. during quarantine. What? I haven't made... I haven't, made, oh, I haven't either. No. But, but Rochelle, Rochelle is in a nightly group. Yeah. And uh, she has met all kinds of people. In fact, yesterday... We went to we went to a drive by birthday. By the way, it was huge. Right, it was, uh, our buddy Brian Miller from Course Photography. His wife Michelle had her birthday, so they're um, they're well known in the in the Phoenixville community. Well, they know good people. His studio is there. Yeah. He's part of the whole uh, uh, you know uh, working community yeah, there. Yeah. All all the shops and everything. So we had it was I th- the fire company the 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 police Whoa! station came out. So there there were. Multiple fire trucks and emergency vehicles, and I don't know how many cars. And we drove by Chorus Photography and honked our horns. Oh, that's and cool! And balloons and all that stuff. Um, Did but you anyway, hire a photographer. Anyway, my wife during that yesterday got to meet for the first time a bunch of people that she has been chatting with for weeks and weeks now, and has <laughs> become friends with in this group. That's wild. I forgot the name of it. In fact, Rochelle, if you're listening, text over the name of the um, of the group that you're in. But they, it's Ashley Madison. They've made shirts. <laughs> Uh, the whole thing. So she's on every night, every and night except the the weekend. She doesn't do uh, uh, Friday and Saturday night. So my wife is doing. She reconnected with some some friends from uh, Long Island that she uh, is on. You know, every Thursday night is that one. Friday night is her family, which is extensive anyway. And she's doing a, a number of these things. I I, I really don't uh, I don't do any of it. Well, I've done, I'm, I'm coming and I'm seeing you guys. You know, I'm similar to your wife, Steve. I've reconnected with old friends, people that I've lost contact with over the years, and so Zoom has made that possible. So right. I have two groups going. There's a bunch of high school friends that get together, and then there's a bunch of college friends get together, and then in that group, somebody inevitably will invite somebody else that we just haven't thought about for a little while, or or you know, a friend of a friend or whatever. Huh. And you're like, oh yeah, I got. I haven't seen you in in 15 years, and that to me, that's really cool. 
Yeah, I've been doing stuff with friends, but I haven't gotten in a group where there are, there are people that I don't know yet. But right. apparently that's happening quite a bit. It says here that, you know, one in six, or I mean, I'm sorry, six new friends. So people are learning to play the piano and the hopsichord and the cello and, and learning Latin and, and, and their friend base is increasing. I haven't done a damn thing. I've been using, we've been using the House Party app, which, you know, is similar to, to FaceTime or, or whatever. It's just an app. There's games in there and stuff like that. And I went on the other day. Uh, intending to, you know, meet up with uh, one group of friends, and I got on, and my other, my friend from another group was in with with this other group, and like I was like, wait a minute, how? so so they became friends all through this app because they saw that each other were on this app, and you can kind of chime in and invite people to it. Has anybody okay. used the the new Google? Well, it's not new, but it's it's now. I think they're coming after Zoom, and they have a similar. Um, no. I downloaded the app for my uh, for my iPad, but it's no. uh, it is a Google um, based. Version oh, yeah. of Zoom, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had that for for a while. But, they, but you it, notice, part that, of, they're yeah, put, they're putting a big push on it now. Yeah, well, because Zoom is being so they're so overwhelmed. Yeah, um, that at first they really couldn't hold the capacity, but um, yeah, they're like Google chat rooms. All right, okay. What's it called? Meet or Duo or something like that? Go, uh, uh, is it Google, Google Meet? Meet? Yeah, um, maybe that's it. I forget. Yeah, Zoom. By the yeah. way, I do have to admit, actually, I did make one new friend. Um, I was going to uh, text, so Souderton High School, they wanted me to reach out to some celebrity friends to maybe make some videos to congratulate the That's uh, nice. uh, student body. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I was going to get in touch with Robert mm-hmm. Irvine. Marissa gave me Robert's uh, direct contact information. And so I texted him and asked him for something. Turns out that's not Robert, Ir- Robert oh, Irvine's no. number. Oh, my God. Who was it? It's uh, Justin's number. Some dude. I don't know. It wasn't Justin's. No, some some dude. Completely different. Stop and, it. Yeah, and so uh, so we had a nice <laughs> conversation back and forth. Is he oh making a video God. for you? He's that. I told him he could if he wanted to. I'm like, oh my God, just out of the blue, he just reached out to me. And um, I think we have something going. I said, send it on over. And eventually he goes, he's no, a drummer. He, he goes, listen, I've been getting messages for Robert for years. Oh, okay. You know, so, so you oh, weren't the first. At funny. one point, yeah. it was his phone number, and I guess he switched it, and this guy got it, and he gets messages. So I'm, that guy. I don't know his name, but we're buds now. We're meeting for virtual drinks this Wednesday. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I have a friend who got a phone, and the phone number used to belong to a heroin dealer. Yeah, And oh, he no. used to get, oh, dude, he got calls all the time from people <laughs> looking for heroin. He just started selling heroin. You know, he's well, missing I, out all these business opportunities. I think my number's one off from, from something similar to that case. Oh, really? Because I get very bizarre calls, and a lot of them will come at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Hello, jerk shack. <laughs> <laughs> what are the types of uh, conversations you have with these people? I mean, it's it's not much, but they're just calling at odd hours. And like okay. as soon as they hear my voice, they're like, uh, I think I got the wrong number. I'm like, okay. yeah, you Oh, do. my God, I think I got the wrong number. I'm sorry. Stop it. That's <laughs> not what happens. I was looking for some late night activities. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah. Hold on one second. Let me get my late night activity yeah. list up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the data also shows that those in quarantine are also reconnecting with an average of six people that they've lost touch with. There you go, Nick. That's Damn perfectly it. in your wheelhouse. I've got I've got six people to reconnect with. Uh, within the past, and 70% are reconnecting with people they haven't talked to in over a year. Huh. Also, 70% say that they will remember those who checked in with them while uh, when uh, life returns to normal. Yeah, so, right. uh, in fact, let me go to, I'll go to Ashlyn real quick. Hi, Ashlyn. Good morning. How are you guys today? Good. What's up, Ashlyn? Uh, I just wanted to comment on what you guys were talking about, about uh, reconnecting with old friends and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a best friend from first to eighth grade, 
And after high school, uh, not high school, eighth grade graduation, she moved to Washington, D.C., and we lost touch with each other. Um, And very recently, she actually friended me on Facebook, so we got reacquainted with each other, and we actually have plans now for me to go down to D.C. to visit her when all the quarantine stuff is over to reconnect and hang out with each other. Love it. That's great. That's right. Do you think you'll follow through on that? I'm sorry? Do you think you'll follow through on that? Um, definitely, you know, cool. we, we were connected at the hip all throughout grade school. We did absolutely everything together. You know, she would come on vacation with me and my family for about two weeks and I would go with her family on vacation. Um, you know, it was always the two of us were like connected. I like this idea. That's cool. My college roommate and I actually, we had a falling out with each other and we haven't spoken in a couple of years. But uh, we just actually got reconnected with each other also. And she actually lives like 10 minutes away from me now. Um, So one of our local parks just opened up. And, you know, keeping social distance with each other, we met up at the park and just like went on a nice long walk together and caught up. Nice. Well, no hard feelings. I'm a little curious. Why did you guys have a falling out? Yeah, you know, we worked everything out, talked about it, and um, he wants to know. He wants to know why why you had a falling out. Did you hook up with her boyfriend? Uh, no, wasn't boy related at all. Actually, I ended up after two years of college, I left. Um, you know, just wasn't feeling that it was for me. Didn't do as well as I hoped I would, and you know, she kind of just stopped up and talking to me for no reason. There you go. Um, okay. It was less dynamic than you not thought. As ju- not yeah, as juicy thought as, was, as I wanted. He was hoping there was a lesbian gunfight involved. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a, a falling out, yeah. it was more just a, well, yeah. a fade. We were running a, uh, a lesbian <laughs> massage parlor, and uh, <laughs> the uh, the evening's till came up 100 bucks short, so yeah. I drew down on her. Yeah. Ashlyn, run with that one from now on, okay? Yeah. All right, definitely. Went out into the parking lot. Good luck with everything. Then I shot the gas tank and it exploded. (laughs) Totally into the idea of lesbian gunfights, Steve. That's better. We need to explore this. As opposed to, we just thought we didn't really stay in touch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is probably the majority of the cases over a lesbian gunfight. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, by the way, if you have have a lousy story about something, let us know. We'll punch it up for you a little bit. Yeah. Steve can definitely give you some suggestions. And then just run with that because it certainly makes things more interesting when you're relaying a story. It's just a lesbian gunfight. A a lesbian massage parlor. And then we had one of those automatic cash counters and it came a hundred bucks short. Started cursing at each other. Guns came out and we started shooting and shot one of our patrons in the head. Oof. Lord, you got it all worked out now, though. And he's fine, too. Yeah. Because he was dressed as a woman. Because we thought he was a lesbian, but that, not, you know, right, it's right. just one of those things. Right. But you guys are friends again. Now, Absolutely. Which is wonderful. Yeah, we're, so. tra- we're trading banana bread recipes. I love it. All right. One last thing. Uh, the Calaminthia bee, native to Florida. And, oh, and long, what's with this one? Long, no, no. Long okay. Thought Lost has made a <sighs> surprise appearance and it, it has shocked everyone. And what's interesting about it is the bee is blue. Oh, that's I thought you were going to say that, that that beats the piss out of murder hornets. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is nothing bad. Okay. Uh, but yes, it has a hobbit. You mean just sad? It, has, it doesn't have a hobbit. It has a habit of bobbing its head <laughs> back and forth when it's poll- pollinating. And it was discovered by researchers in the Lake Wells region in central Florida. Uh, this rare specimen is not only a wonder to look at, but also has so much 
unexplored research potential. Mm. Uh, Florida's long-lost blue bee was so rare, in fact, that scientists weren't sure that it still existed. I'm just a bee. Da-da-da-da-da. A uh, sad blue bee. Uh, no recorded specimens had been observed in recent decades. Wow, that the, long. And the plant, which the bee depends on for survival, the Calaminthia ashi, is also endangered in Florida. Uh, but, uh, oh, shh. Is... I'm just a bee. A blues, blue bee. Pollinating don't do nothing for me. I like it. It bobs its head up and down while it's, yeah. it's getting its. Yeah, it's a blue. You yeah, know, it's kind of feeling yeah. the groove. I'm just a bee. Just a freaking blue bee. I'm the crazy ass bee you don't ever see. <laughs> I'm not sure when to jump in here. Uh, Dr. Chase Kimmel uh, went out to look for bees. Uh, while I, 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 blue bee. While setting traps, they saw the unmistakable movement of a bee bobbing its head. What? You you can see that just I out guess. of the blue? If you're looking Look closer. Look over there, Lou. That bee's bobbing its head. Uh, they do this to transfer the pollen from its head down to its stomach, hence the bobbing motion. Huh? Oh, okay. After catching and examining the special, it indeed was the ultra-rare rare Calaminthia bee. Do you bob your head when you're uh, pollinating? When I'm pollinating? Uh, let me, if we're talking about sex being pollinating, I don't think I bob my head during that. No. <laughs> Did you imagine? Yeah, <laughs> uh, So, uh, so far, this blue bee has only been... Recorded uh, in four locations, totaling just 16 square miles within Central Florida's Lake Wales Ridge. Well, I'm just refreshed by the fact that we've had a uh, uh, an insect introduced into our knowledge now that isn't yeah. deadly. And and not invasive. And not invasive or As well. horrific. Yep, so... So he was just out walking around and... la di da di da di da I stumbled across him, yep. So... You may be seeing more blue bees. Thanks, in, everyone, for coming today. In Florida, by the way, so. I'm just a bee. Smoking a cigarette, got sunglasses on, shades. Join back on a lucky strike. Oh, you find people here tonight. Uh, so if you see a blue. I'm just a bee. Blue bee, it's a thing. All right. Uh, we should take a break and come back in a second. I have some bizarre file stories. I do have an invasive species story. Oh. I have a follow-up story and some other things that uh, we'll get to in a moment or so. So stay close. That is coming up next. We'll be right back. While we wait and wait for live concerts to return... MMR is raiding the video wing of the MM Archives to present MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. The best up-close and personal performances and interviews from the Preston and Steve studio. Great song. It's a struts on 93.3 WMMR. Pierre presents from Ardmore Music Hall. Tell them the name of the song. Wish I knew you. If you didn't know. And Studio 4F. Joining us in studio, Mr. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. How you doing? Updated twice weekly at WMMR.com and streamed directly to the best seat in the house, your couch. 
MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's get to the Bizarre File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, got some stories from the weekend to share with you. We'll start with a pretty gnarly one. A suburban Chicago woman was fatally mauled by a French bulldog that she recently adopted that apparently had been bred to fight. So, a French bulldog... They're small. They're small. Yeah, Yeah, Lisa Urso was uh, found unresponsive on the patio of her home on Saturday. Investigators said that uh, she died... From an attack from one of the three dogs she had, the 52-year-old woman had a second French Bulldog, which was found with some blood on it and a border collie. Uh, the French Bulldog is a smaller breed that is not typically associated with deadly attacks. A coroner said, you don't really think about it happening with a smaller dog breed, but we forget animals can be powerful. This animal has a lot of jaw strength. Uh, the dog attacked or so inside her home before she made it out to the patio where she died. Uh, she had bite wounds and scratches on her arms, legs, and torso. Uh, only one French bulldog had a history of biting in that, uh, and they said that it is pos- it Im- impossible to know whether it was the only dog that attacked Urso. Uh, the dog thought to have killed her will be humanely euthanized. The dog weighed about 55 pounds, so oh, mm, okay. decent size. Yeah. Not huge, but decent size. Did they sweat the other dogs? Did they interrogate? <laughs> I don't know if they, 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 they might yeah. be going through that now. A not how did this skip my uh, <laughs> my research last week? This has happened in our area and not too far from where I live. A runaway emu huh? that was somehow made its way onto Route 422 between between the what? Royersford and Sanatoga exits. This is last Wednesday, Kathy. Huh. Was shot and killed by oh Pennsylvania State Police troopers. Oh my. <sighs> Many were doing double takes when uh, driving by, watching the escaped emu run around the median, causing backups in both directions. And 422 is a major thoroughfare, you know. Right. There what is an emu was... lane, though, right? Uh, police said the large bird's owner reportedly <laughs> lost control of it shortly after buying it. Officers failed to wrangle the animal. A statement from the Pennsylvania State Police spokesperson said the bird was creating a traffic hazard and attempts to capture it failed. Taser deployments to gain control of the animal were unsuccessful. For the protection of officers and the community, the emu was shot and did not survive. Well, they say failure to wrangle, shoot it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm, uh, A, I can't believe I missed this story, and B, I'm like, you had to shoot it? Really? Well, if it, listen, if it was going to cause, you know what I mean, some accidents on 422. Emu, please listen. You're causing a tense situation with traffic. Yeah. Emu, please run into the woods. So they killed it. Yeah. Press, it You're not going to do it, are you, Emu? No. It was around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, so you were probably already home and, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, but, by the way, but, but it was Wednesday. I thought I would have, you know, by Friday I'd heard yeah. about you it. Heard I didn't about see it until right. the weekend. So. Right. Right. Traffic's lighter, right? In fact, it's perfect emu traffic right yeah, now. right? Yeah. If you, if you can't be an emu and get out on the highway right now, right now? this is your time, oh, come man. Come on. All right. One of the good things that can come out of quarantine is finding time for the things that you've been putting off for a long time. Michael Michael Patrick's mother, and I think this is in Ireland, uh, had apparently had a cleaning adventure, and it went a bit bit viral. Apparently, the woman decided to get to the bottom of her 30-year-old chest freezer Mm. and found something unexpected. 25-year-old puff pastry. And her son couldn't believe his eyes when he saw the long-expired pastry and couldn't help but share it with his Twitter followers. And 
Mom decided to go ahead and, and use it and cook it. Did they oh. eat him? And they said it, yes, that it actually was not bad. Surprisingly, it tasted like crap. <laughs> 25 years old. Puff pastries, 25. But if it's frozen. It was frozen. Yeah. Uh, well, some people reacted by saying that food items shouldn't be consumed this long after the expiration date. Others disagreed and shared their own decades-old groceries that got forgotten in their freezers and shelves, some of which were eaten as well. There's a whole show that centers around this now where they find very old food and then they'll eat it, like canned stuff and yeah. Like, yeah, going, I, I don't know how far back, but it's uh, it's kind of disgusting. Here is a follow-up story. Uh, Carter Hess's friends never seemed to miss an opportunity to kid him about his artificial leg by sending him online stories of fa- found prosthetics. Uh, he said, I surf a lot, and so uh, every time a leg is found, they get a kick out of it. And then on Monday, a friend tagged him online with a story about a leg found in St. Andrews State Park. We reported on this yes. last week. Uh, this time, the story was actually about him. He was reunited with his prosthetic leg on Tuesday after losing it last month, surfing. surfing. Uh, Sebastian Morris, a 13-year-old, had recently found the leg while driving and treasure hunting with his father, Bobby, who then started an online campaign to find the owners and return it. Uh, after contacting them online, Hess met with Sebastian and his mother to get his leg and take him out to dinner. Hess said a lot of guys, especially treasure hunters, would have just put it in a trophy case, but he realized that it could be important and someone could need it. Hess first got the $3,000 titanium leg Three at, grand. at Walter Reed Medical Center in Maryland. The prosthetic was specifically adapted for Hess while surfing. He lost his original leg when he stepped on an improvised explosive device in 2012 while serving in Afghanistan. Hess, who surfed for years before his injury, uh, really liked the artificial leg and used it to surf all over the world from Bali to Central America and Hawaii. Uh, he said we were actually going to make a copy of it. But then last month he turned into a wave and it crashed down on him. He said, I knew immediately it was off of me. I've surfed in much bigger waves and it never came off like that. Uh, he returned to the area the next day to try and find the leg, but the water was murky. He returned the day after that to try again, but without any scuba gear. The search proved fruitless. Uh, Sebastian Morris ended up finding it mostly buried about 30 feet away in the jetties, and uh, he said he's a good, nice kid, according to Hess. That's so. pretty wild, the fact that it's, I guess, still usable. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep, absolutely. Now, I told you that there was a an invasive species story. So oh, boy. Let me, let me see if I can find it real quick so that we can make good on well here here's a different story i like this one too <laughs> all right uh police in minneapolis are hunting for an arsonist who is armed with a flamethrower <laughs> jesus the police appeal was issued friday afternoon followed an incident thursday evening in which uh, ba- a bale of packaged recycled materials was set alight the culprit was using a handheld garden style torch to set fire to the bale so it's not military but they made this together so it cost about the, this company, Pioneer Paper, about $10,000 in damages. The police said earlier three white adult males in their 20s or early 30s, one of whom seen carrying a garden-style torch, were observed walking in the direction of Pioneer Paper. Uh, they've issued a video showing the incident and examples of the product used to start the fire, which they say is similar to the wand for a pressure washer. Oh, man. So they they figured out how to make their own flamethrower out of it. So they're sp- they have to be spraying out some sort of accelerant. They said the flamethrower may be a homemade or a modified garden torch able to throw a significant level of flame. Jeez. Uh, so, cool. yeah, that's pretty wild, isn't it? What wasn't uh, Elon Musk? weren't uh, wasn't he selling a flamethrower for a while? Was he through Tesla or something? Yeah. In fact, I'm almost positive. Not really sure. Yeah. I had this thing that on the uh, the Vox Pro. It says Cassettaway Fire. 
Can I just play it just because I don't know if it's uh, – I was looking at it earlier, and now it might actually make sense for All that right. story. I have no idea what this is. I apologize in advance. Yeah! Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! Okay, it's supposed to be Castaway, and it says Cassettaway. There you go. <laughs> Back to you, Preston. What's cassette away? I, dude, it's a misspelling. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what did you think it was? I didn't know. I had no idea. Okay. I just was looking, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. A cassette and... away is someone who's who's uh, trapped on an island with lots of people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there you go. Well, it's, uh, sorry I didn't get to the invasive species story. We'll get it next uh, time. Well, if, I'll see if I can find it. Yep. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Paul the Sixth in Haddonfield, New Jersey, is the school that is voting for the coolest teacher of the year. Uh, so if you are an attendee of the school, then you need to text the word teacher to 39333 for the voting link. So get on that. We'll be back in just a moment. WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers is shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, there is a new Daily Rush video that is out. Uh, these are some, I guess, segments from a little while past. As right now, we don't have our video switching yes. uh, capabilities. Nick Murphy and company not here in the studio. So this is from a little while back. Uh, the schooled cast, A.J. Mikalka and Brett Dyard stopped by. And uh, they were in to, to visit the real Jenkintown. I, man, I love that visit. They were so cool. They were. Uh, so you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's uh, first comedy club restaurant and bar. I recommend going back, and, and if you have not spent some time diving into the Daily Rushes, do so. I watched one last night by accident. I was on YouTube just digging around for some videos I was looking for in particular, and I stumbled across one. <clears throat> Of when we had uh, from PBR at uh, Xfinity Live here in the studio, the Buckle Bunnies, yeah, dancing, and without <clears throat> without any of us knowing it was going to happen, Casey jumped in with the line of girls and started dancing. He did it with his shirt off, and <clears throat> I was watching it last night and just cracking up. Yep, yep, that so was a good time. Fun. Yeah, <clears throat> I uh, uh, I I didn't mean to steal the show. <laughs> uh, well, you did. So. But that's the best time. That's that's the best way to make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> you're not actually trying to steal the show. Yes, yeah. you were saying that was like over I think five it was, years I ago. Think it was 2014. That's when crazy, that was. Yeah, man. yeah, it was either six or seven years ago. It feels like yesterday. Uh, it does. It absolutely does. But it was a while back. That was uh, fun. <laughs> so I so I tweeted it out last night. No, it's great. And, and check just, my Twitter account. It's up there. Just for the buckle bunnies, and oh then when the, the special guest jumps in. Yeah, it's it's got everything I wanted. Yep. As I say in the video, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want this to ever end. Uh, so peruse the, uh, the Daily Rush videos if you're looking for something to do. Uh, real quick, couple of, uh, messages here, maybe even some shard outs. I got this, says, hey, President Steve, my name is Ken, uh, 
Loic. I uh, I don't know how you say his last name. Uh, Loix. Anyhow, uh, I've been listening to your show uh, for the last 16 years in nearby Chester County. On Monday, May 18th, I'll be leaving the local 93.3 FM WMMR listening area to move to the Charlotte, North Carolina area. I'm requesting a special shout-out as a send-off to begin my new journey. And I will continue to be streaming and podcasting your show with WMMR as long as your show... Wait, as your show and this station have been a huge part of my adult life and will continue to be my rock as I roll through this thing we are gathered together that we call life. <laughs> Gadzooks and rock and roll. So that is from Ken. It. So here you go, Ken. <laughs> Safe travels, my yes, man. You can and, always listen to us. And we will still be there for you. Here's another one that says, hey, my fiance and I were supposed to be married on May 18th, Monday, today. Due to the situation, obviously, it won't be happening. We live south of Pittsburgh and listen thanks to her uh, via podcast. And I've been turned on to her for a while, but she turned me on to you guys for a year now. Huh. And I know we won't hear it live, but I'd love it if you could give a massive shout out to my perfect wife-to-be, Stephanie, from me. Uh. It would make her day. Thanks so much. And that is from uh, James. So, James, here you go. Good luck to you two guys. Here's another one that says, I uh, hope you guys are well. I know I am as, wait, I know I am as I just had a baby this Saturday. Oh, she's oh. doing well. Okay. Okay. Nice. Uh, I would like a shout out for my husband, Denny. He was such an amazing support. And uh, and we, my cheerleader <laughs> during this whole process. Okay. Uh, I'm she reading just these. Had a baby. Give her a break. I know, I know. Oh, she's got baby like, brain. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have done it without him. I know he will be an amazing daddy to Henry. We even podcasted while I was in labor, so oh. I know the baby will even be a fan too. Thank you, and that's from Brittany Miller. So a shart. Thank you, guys. They named their girl Henry. Uh, yeah, I guess they did that. Uh, and then one last thing, Kathy sent this says, hey, Kathy, my name is Sarah. I'm a huge fan of the show. I live in Bel Air, Maryland, so I podcast every day. I heard you mention the borax soak for laundry, and I tried it this weekend. My husband has oily skin, so I kind of turned my it kind of turned my white sheets of yingy, uh, a yellow dingy color, a yingy color. <laughs> he says so that's yellow yingy. and dingy together. <laughs> yingy. Yes, yingy. I filled my tub with the hottest water possible, added a half cup of borax and a half cup of baking soda, let it soak for an hour. The water turned cloudy and yellowish, not black quite like the pictures online. Oh, my God, it sounds so gross. But anyway, <laughs> once it was cool enough, I had wrung out the sheets and then washed them as usual. It worked, oh. in case you were wondering. So thanks for the tip. Have a great rest of your Sunday. And that is from Sarah Paxton. So, Kathy, it so, works. She, she probably loves her slimy husband just a little bit more now, right? <laughs> right? That you can get all, yeah, all his oil you... off the sheets. I think I'm going to try, um, maybe I'll try the sheets and see how it goes. All right. You need to chronicle. I will. I'll let you know. Sorry. What? I, I, what? I fart. Casey farted. No, he? no, it was a burp. I heard it. Was, it. That was a straight up burp. That oh, was a burp. Yeah, it just yes. came out his ass. Okay. No, I it did not. It came out my, my entire face. house if I lived with Casey. <laughs> 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 All right, I have stories from Corona Corner uh, Corona to Corner. share with you. Yes, uh, various things that are COVID nineteen pandemic related. Uh, Sturgis's 80th anniversary gathering. Scheduled for August 7th through the 16th was still a lock as of March 20th. Uh, as of today, though, the Sturgis City Council has prepared a set of protocols that will be used when making the decision to hold or cancel the upcoming rally. And that will be June 15th. That's when they're going to make the uh, the decision. Yeah, because, I mean, Sturgis is packed. If you ever see footage from yeah. it, I mean, it's 
thousands of motorcycles, and, and every establishment is just jammed with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they said it's not as simple as it looks. If the rally is held, there will likely be a reduction in the number of major corporate exhibitors, along with smaller vendors who also will be hesitant to travel, uh, which might be it's bad news for the small vendors who depend on yes. the event as a bulk of their annual profit. Uh, if the event is called off, their businesses may not survive the year preceding the 2021 rally. It's a mm. tough call. Yeah, mm. it is. Yeah. I, I actually got uh, some uh, messages over the weekend wondering if um, the Tour to Shore was still on, the, the Bend to the Shore thing that's going on at the end of July. And as of right now, it's it's still a go. And, and so I'm still looking for teammates and team members and stuff like that. <laughs> you go to, you go to be, the big would, Vespa rally, don't yeah, you? Yeah, right? I would think they might be able to make something like that work yeah. if uh, everybody wears masks at the onset. Uh, once you get going, clearly you guys spread out far enough to where yeah. distancing is not but then much when of you, an issue. When it's over, there's a big. Well, you might have yeah. to skip that part. You have it. to skip that part, <clears throat> and yeah. So I, you know, listen. I, I hope it's still happening. I'm, uh, you know, I usually get uh, sponsors for my team to help offset the cost of the uh, of the jerseys, and that's a different uh, story Animal. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all. But as we move along, we learn more. We see how things are areas are responding and. It's this bizarre state of I don't know. Everybody, yeah. everybody's shoulders go up because everybody's like, I, I, maybe who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the things, uh, or you can Corona me case or okay. COVID nineteen okay. me. Uh, so widespread testing and contact tracing are emerging as the clear public health tools that the U.S. needs in order to reopen. And one subsector of the subsector of the economy. Uh, that's been using these methods for decades may be an untapped resource for guidance on how to make it work, and that is the pornography industry. Where they use it all the time before they shoot scenes. And and they've been doing it for years since the, the AIDS uh, uh, crisis. This might make it more acceptable for just civilians like us <laughs> to get into the porn industry. Maybe. Uh, since the early 1990s, the Free Speech Coalition, the Trade Association of the Adult Film Industry, has used a system of regular sexually transmitted infection testing and contact tracing to protect the health of performers, particularly to ensure they don't uh, contract HIV. I wonder why Ron Jeremy was standing next to Dr. Fauci. And actually, their process has been incredibly effective really wow yes yeah of course well you know there there's all sorts of when i mean when the aids epidemic kicked in and all that was going on they had to refine the industry in all sorts of ways and there's tons of diseases that are sexually transmitted so they've been fighting that battle so through its performer availability scheduling service or pass program uh, entertainers are tested bi-weekly for clearance to work and there hasn't been a single instance wow. of onset transmission of HIV since 2004, according to a spokesperson. Wait, no but wait, no. Yeah. I remember a story of us talking about this, that, and they had to stop production. Yeah, but, Kath, I don't think it ever... It was a scare. Uh, yeah, I think it, it was, was a scare. scare. I don't think it ended up being anybody uh, transmitted. Nobody got it. I think somebody was found tested positive and then had participated in something, in, in you know, a movie or something like that, and then they... 
They they waited that out. Remember, because they shut production down for mm-hmm. for a stretch. But there hasn't been a single instance of onset transmission of HIV since two thousand four. Do you remember? It's about six seven years ago when at that time President Obama was giving Peter North the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> yes, and he hung it on his penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really that was the beginning. That set in motion this uh, this focus on their ability to contain disease. Yeah, he celebrated. Like, he shot ribbons all over the place, <laughs> it right? It was amazing. Yes. Like the mainstream film industry, adult entertainment shoots are currently shut down, but its leaders are heard at work uh, developing safety measures in addition to the kinds of sanitation and testing practices that they've long used, since, uh, which are uh, now being ramped up across the U.S., uh, Mike Stable, a spokesperson for the Free Speech Coalition, said that the porn industry has a lot to teach about minimizing health risks in the workplace, yet other businesses and public health officials have not yet come to them for advice. Yeah, they probably weren't the first on the list. No, but but when it comes to that sort of stuff... You take a look at their track record and it's... I mean, there's a lot of stuff flying around and no one's getting sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty stellar that nobody's gotten sick. I now. mean, and they're usually eating pizza? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two girls in a cup, no one got sick? Come on! Speaking of uh, body-to-body contact, the cheek kiss uh, is fundamental to greetings among friends, colleagues, and even national leaders in many countries in Europe... Uh, it's also exceedingly ill-suited for the pandemic age as Europeans start meeting again with family and friends this month for the first time since the virus swept the world. Uh, they're discovering a need to suppress a seemingly inherent reflex, uh, and that is they instinctively peck each other on the cheek. Again, we can turn to the porn industry mm-hmm. for insight here. Mm-hmm. Different ways to greet people. Uh, I said I said to somebody this weekend, uh, she goes, I'm not sure how you are. I go, you can stay away from me. It's fine. We can say hi from afar. And she was like, got it. Check. Do you do when when you start uh, greeting people, are you going to do the foot tap or you, I, 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 I do a foot I'm tap. just going to stay I'm far away. away and say hello. Yeah. Yeah. Like yesterday we went to this. We did a drive by right, birthday party and everybody got out and, and yeah. we kept our distance among each other. But I saw like Captain Dale was there. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't seen him, you know, since uh, the cardboard classic. Right. So. My instinct was to put my hand out to shake. Um, We both kind of gestured and then pulled back like that, and it it was fine. I've done virtual high fives. Okay. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, I haven't, uh, you don't. Virtual handies. You don't really have to do anything other than, hey, how are you? Or nice to meet you. Throw stuff at each other? You could throw things at each other. Uh, So, but the, the, the European kiss as a greeting is European tradition. Uh, can be found all the way back in uh, pre-Christian accounts. Ancient Romans had a precise taxonomy uh, for the level of passion infused in their kisses. In feudal France, uh, vassals pledged royalty to their lords with a smooch on the lips. They would kiss each other on the lips. Man, that's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you imagine kissing a, like a, a senator? Like when uh, anybody, who, any of the senators. If we would have gotten a job here, we'd have kissed Bill on the lips. Yeah, man. Uh, to pledge our loyalty to our boss. <laughs> Our Lord of MMR. Uh, the prevalence of the norma- uh, non-romantic kiss has uh, waxed and waned over the years. The Black Death in uh, the 14th century made it particularly unfashionable. Took a little steam out of it. And at the time of the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic, it tended to be reserved for family members. Uh, but rec- recent uh, decades have seen kiss inflation, in the words of French sociologist Dominique Picard. With a cheek peck becoming de rigueur among an ever widening circle of acquaintances. Of course, of course. Does that mean the regular? I'm sure 
Yeah, on the regs. On yeah. the regs, okay. Yeah, I'm sure this is something that I can uh, Google, but uh, how are things in Italy and France and Spain these days? Because uh, I haven't seen any news stories recently about uh, how – you know how they've been affected recently. They're they're doing they're doing better. Uh, there there's some you know there's some some flare ups and issues that are you know a lot of them are, are are back online in some ways and in other ways are things that aren't you know there there's a a whole bunch of stories to tell. I haven't read anything about the impact of the um the non the non kissing thing as as Nick as uh, President's reporting about now though because that's a shift you got to that you're right that's so in, firmly entrenched in their in their culture <laughs> that it's got to be hard to stop that. Yeah, the practice, whether involving one, two, three, or even four kisses, has especially been popular in the countries that rim the Mediterranean. Yeah, the rim, rim. kiss is always problematic. <laughs> yeah. You, four you, of those. You start rimming each butt. other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, your tongue is especially cold today. Uh, the, and those such as uh, Belgium that are linguistically and culturally tied to them. So they're ah. fighting the urge to uh, to kissy-kissy all the time. Kissy-kissy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, however, people are getting less shy about uh, taking off all their clothes in their uh, own homes. Well, that's our new greeting, perhaps. British Naturism is an organization that promotes nudity as a means to better well-being, and the group reports a 100% increase in members since the pandemic began. So this is being completely nude while you're in your house. Mm-hmm. The organization says social isolation has caused an explosion in naked living. Yeah. And people are also <laughs> opting for no clothes for practical reasons, too, including saving on laundry. Because there's a corner in the house that I always hit my knee on. And, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to hit my balls on it. Uh, do you feel, uh, I mean, could you just hang around? If it was just you and your wife, which it is at your yeah. house, Steve. No. Could you guys just hang around naked and no. feel comfortable? No. No. Why I don't think so. Why not? I don't want the cats watching. Well, I mean, if they were, if if you don't take that into consideration, I don't know. I just it it tends to go against the. I I don't. Uh, ball sweat. Ball sweat. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, I I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I would you? I mean, you would have to put things like if you're going to sit on the couch, you would have to put like a towel down, right? Yeah, you don't want you want your bare ass on the, ass uh, on the furniture, sweat, right? Ball sweat. Yeah. Taint sweat. Right? Vagina sweat. You just get all that sweat in your clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Swant. I, I don't know. Um, like Rochelle and I, it, on the weekend, if we're both getting ready in the yeah. in the bathroom at the same time, sure. we'll both be completely naked, and you know, I don't feel weird. Or a like guest drop by. Yeah, <laughs> me answer the front <laughs> no, door. No, that's underwear. Uh, uh, yes, you at least <laughs> want to be discreet. Slightly. I don't think I would be a good nudist. I've um, I could be I could be you know in, in shorts and sort of down to that level. That's not a problem. But completely naked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't think my, my genitals are all that pleasant to keep on display all the time. Uh, the trend can also be seen on Instagram where influencers are posting about their passion for stripping down and posting photos of themselves baking, sunbathing. Baking? And doing yoga inside their homes in the nude. Yeah. With your dong out? Yeah, I don't think Getting that's... that caught in the oven door? Yeah, that's not good. Uh, and, yeah, any anytime you're in the kitchen... <laughs> when there are knives and hot things. no. no. You want to be somewhat protected. Or weed whacking. Uh, but apparently it's it's on the rise. So some people are enjoying being naked around the house. I've heard that uh, the pa- sale of pajamas has skyrocketed. Have you seen that, that Preston? I believe. Oh, really? And the actual pants and jeans industry has taken a major hit. Yeah. Wait, I, I've purchased three pairs of pajamas. Really? There you yes. go. That's so funny. I have too many pajamas. I, I've actually had to throw some out just because I'm like, why do I have all this? I don't wear... 
these all the time. But I, yeah, I'm I've been all about popping on the uh, the jammies. I love it, man. Oh yeah, what you have is a lot of people doing their Zoom meetings and stuff like that. They'll wear a bit, uh, you know, a, a suit sure. shirt. Sweats are, yeah. sweats are also selling like crazy, from what I understand. Yeah. People are at least wearing them more often. Do so. you guys wear slippers in the house? No. I don't. No. Oh, man. In the in the winter, I will keep them uh, in our uh, laundry room, so in case I just need to zip outside real quick. And I wear military boots. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Just in case. Just in case a, a wild animal gets okay. in the house and I'm going to have to uh, you know, fight or flight. I bought these North Face slippers that I am so happy with, and like I am now a slippers in the house guy. Do yeah. they have heels on them? They do, but I from Touchstone Pictures, <laughs> slippers in the house guy. Yeah. yeah. He didn't know what to put on his feet until a young therapist came into his life. Hi, I'm Kathy Romano, and we're going to put you into slippers you're really going to love, and try to help you with that waffle buttering thing. <laughs> so the the heels themselves are not actually that sturdy. They're elasticy, so it's okay if you step on them, and that's what I do. So they're, I may wear them mainly as slides, but if I need to like if I need a little bit of traction or stability, I can then wrap it around my heel. But for for the most part, I just kind of like step on them and and wear them as and slides. So you, so you just you wear them around the house all the time? All the time. Okay. All the time. So yeah, I like I, going barefoot. Yeah, I um, I don't do I go barefoot? It doesn't even matter. Uh, I, I wear the the slippers now when I sit on the couch. I put them right next to the couch, and then I sit on the couch, and then when I get slippers up, I... perfectly side by side right on the couch. I'm lined up there, and I'm going to watch my television programs. Exactly it. Uh, I always wear I always wear uh, sneakers. Yeah, and then the the, when the mouse. I, yeah, yeah, I do, and uh, yeah. so I. Um, I have these. Well, they're, they're actually like trail running. The ones I have on right now are, are the ones Your that are. Your barrels? Yeah, uh, these are Solomon's. Solomon's. Yeah, and uh, I they're comfortable. The arches are good, and I, I and I'm not even a barefoot kind of guy. I, what, what's wrong with me? My feet. I have bad feet, so I need like a little bit of. Um, I have sloth feet. I need. Well, right now I've got sloth feet. I could climb cliffs with my Mount toenails. Sloth. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I need like a little bit of, uh, support underneath my, my feet. So well, I Kathy, support you. you can cut Clive Cliffs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Kath, do you go barefoot around the house? I do not. Okay. Socks, rarely, right? Rarely ever. Yeah. I'll wear socks. Uh, it's not a cleanly, cleanliness thing. It's just, uh, my, I'm always cold. So. Ass sweat. Yeah, true. It dribbles down your legs and collects on your feet. Hey, by the way, people Eesh. wanted to point out if, if your genitals are hanging out, they're not necessarily going to be sweating. Oh yeah. Going back to the earlier thing, they're going to be, they're going to be air drying all the time. I, you know what, and I, I do, I always do a little um, courtesy spritz of a cologne down there. Do you? Yeah, I get a little burn when I do that. <laughs> no, 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 from, from a distance, like you would, uh, you know, just a little. little, little What's gosh. that? Who's that for? It's for me. It's for you. I just want it to smell nice. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very hygienic, and uh, you know, I yep. used to years ago. I used to put on a talcum years ago, mm-hmm. and it literally looked like my ass was snorting coke. It was mm. so horrible. Do you put cologne on even if you're not going anywhere? Like if you're just going to be around the house? I do. I like that pleasant smell. That just a little bit, mm. a little bit, a tiny bit. I have a cologne that I will put on if I'm not leaving the house. I have my house cologne. Yes, and that's a Clinique. Got my house cologne. And I've got my special slippers. <laughs> And it's right here. I've got my atomizer, and I've got my my pop tarts, and I've got my perfectly buttered waffles. My house cologne. Yes, it's uh, a Clinique Happy for Men. It's a nice. It's, it's what you call your signature scent. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an unassuming sort of uh, smell. It's pleasant, but like not overbearing. My, I have two signature scents. Uh, one is Pleasures by Estee Lauder. And the other one is from uh, Dolce & Gabbana. Okay. It's right. called uh, Pud. 
No, it's uh, I forget what the light 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 blue or something like that. What are you wearing? Uh, the Dolce and Gabbana. Pud. Okay. Pud. Pud. Yeah. Pud. Can I come clean about something? I oh, wanted to. Okay. Please, I'm just uh, sitting right. back waiting. Okay, this is a good one. All right. All right. Uh, for the last two months. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not. I was waiting for somebody to say something, but for the last two months, I've been wearing women's perfume. Didn't notice. <laughs> Didn't even notice, you? did you? Yeah. What, are you what, for what, real? I swear to God. What's the woman's which woman's perfume what? are you wearing? Uh, because I real so I bought it for my wife for Christmas, and she didn't care for it. And I liked the way it smelled so much that I paired it with my yes, cologne I that I wear. Wondering, could I purchase woman's <laughs> perfume for a man to wear? <laughs> Excuse me. It's not overly Would you girly. Sweet about the package. You- <laughs> Don't I would prefer no markings on it when you send it to the home, please. <laughs> Do you carry brassiers? I see. Only lacy kind. <laughs> well, that'll have to do. That'll have to do. What? What's the name? What is it, Casey? It's Tom Ford leather. Oh, leather yeah. ombre or ombre leather or something like that's that. That's a female perfume, leather ombre. Yeah, yeah. So. But that's not. It's not very. Not that I think that you should be wearing perfume. But it's not very girly. It's not very girly. It's not. What kind of perfumes do you carry? What does Rosie O'Donnell wear? <laughs> does an ombre mean brother? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, maybe. I don't know. Okay. No, ombre, like like the shaded color. Oh, yeah. not H-O-M-B-R-E. This looks like a male perfume here. This is very black and... O-M-B-R-E. And a very... Case, it might even be... Austere looking. Unisex? Yeah, it might be unisex. Okay. Well, I, I couple it with uh, my regular... Um, do, you have, do you carry menstrual cramps perfume? <laughs> I, uh, I mix it with my regular uh, cologne, so it's kind of like together, but this is it's, it's more pungent, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, I have not noticed. We've been, you know, uh, keeping a little bit of distance, so yeah. I haven't really had a chance to... The perfume uh, I'm wearing is Vajuice. Vajuice. <laughs> My wife. The other day, I had a. Uh, I had you, you know that uh, sense odor can trigger very very strong uh, memories. Yes. And so the other day, I was walking in into our the, the master bathroom, and I was I was in a hurry. I was leaving somewhere, and for a moment, I smelled something. Yes, yeah, Steve. It it reminded me of like preschool of like the daycare oh, man. that I used to go to and I just stopped in my tracks for a moment. Miss Elliot, stop touching that. And I would, <laughs> uh, and and I just I took it in for a moment. I'm like, wow, this is really special. I mean it made yeah, it me is. feel like a, a child again for a little bit. And I came downstairs and I told Rochelle about it and she goes, Well come over here and smell my neck and I went over and it was the perfume that she was wearing. Now I caught it at just the right amount in for whatever right. combination, because scents are very complex, Absolutely. extremely yeah. chemically complex. When you yeah. smelled it again, did you get did that elicit the same response? Just not the exact same, but close enough to where I'm going. Yeah, I think that was it. But um, that's an early, early memory to be able to tap into like that. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it it was very vivid for me, and it was it was it was pretty special. And I, it, it kind of it, it, I had to stop for a minute and, and take it in. But it was so I need to find out what that perfume was from her, and yeah. maybe see if that's a. Uh, that's something that uh, that will trigger that response all the time. Yeah, or not. I'm not sure. So yeah, this, I'm, I'm I, I even on the weekends and in the whole thing, I I, I go through the whole process just because I do like I do like that extra cleanliness. Yeah, but that perception of cleanliness. You need not actually be clean. You just have to smell clean. That's right. Fine. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. soap already has a nice scent yes. to it that yes. you clean yourself with. Sure. Yeah. But if yeah, you yeah. want to add something special. 
for those Special. wonderful moments. Are you wearing your, your house scent today? Yeah. Is the house scent? Do you um, carry female perfume for men? <laughs> no, not the house scent. I'm interested in smelling like a woman. For men. <laughs> I they am spe- a man who wants to smell like a woman. They specifically make a female scent for men. Do you have women's odors <laughs> that a man might want to purchase? <laughs> it has long been a desire of mine to smell like a woman. <laughs> Can you assist me? All right. Uh, another thing, uh, Corona-related, COVID-19 related. COVID-19! Uh, drinking coffee Let is... me tell you, son, if you're a man who's wearing female perfume, <laughs> you're the devil. You are the devil. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, there's some things you can... you can uh, Drinking coffee is something you can still do under lockdown, of course, and you should probably, according to Harvard University researchers. Oh, now we're back to loving coffee, huh? They reviewed older studies <laughs> and found that drinking at least two cups of coffee per day is associated with a positive effect on mental health. Mental health. What about physical health? It'll kill you. <laughs> I get, I legitimately get happy when I have the first sip of coffee. I'm like, oh, here it is. I do. Yeah. I I go to coffee uh, three times specifically a day, and each time I very much look forward to it. Yes. You know, especially you sell female specific coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> I especially my afternoon cup, which I do around between two and three huh. at home. It's kind of my midday pick me up. And uh, that's kind of a, sometimes I'll even make a little espresso cat. Then it's oh. off to sniff my wife's neck. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey. Does it change your mood, Preston? Because that's what yeah. I find. Like, when I, yeah. I'll i be in yeah. kind of a crappy mood, and then, you know what? I'm gonna, I, That cup of coffee is going to make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. In so, fact, that's what it's, uh, that's what it now represents for me, is a kind of a switch. Do you, so you, so you have coffee throughout the day, or not mm-hmm. throughout the day, but you'll have it later on. I have it I, three times. I have it on the way in. Right. I have it, uh, Casey gets me a cup uh, just as the show starts. Right. And uh, then I'll have one, yeah, like around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I drink coffee only in the morning. Uh, and if, I, if I'm if i going out to a restaurant, remember when you used to do that? Yeah. Uh, occasionally I would, I would I would have coffee at the beginning of a meal. At the beginning and then and then finish it off. But during throughout the day and at night at home, I drink tea. Yeah. So, oh, really? Yeah, tea is my main drink. Hey, Press, um, for espresso, I assume you have an espresso maker. Can mm-hmm. you use regular coffee grounds in that? Or... Exactly what you do. Okay. Yep. yep. It just needs to be like a little bit more finely ground? Not necessarily. Uh, when, when we first bought the espresso machine, I was like, okay, we got to go get espresso coffee for this. No, no they, they try to convince you that. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. It's and, regular coffee, but the way it's made... Uh, Makes the way, it espresso? Yeah, the way you, you pack it in and, and the pressure that's used uh, gets more potency out of it. So uh, you learn that trick, too, because in the beginning, oh, this guy, I'll get a pouch of that espresso coffee for $500. <laughs> right, exactly. Nick? <laughs> I uh, I just ordered one, Preston. I've been using the same coffee machine for 15 years, and it works fine. It's it's still it's a great carafe, and, and I don't have any issues with it, but I, I think it's time for an upgrade. So we, we ordered one, and uh, it's stuck in shipping purgatory somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea when it's actually going to arrive, <laughs> but I am really looking forward to uh, making an espresso. I, I've never had an espresso machine before. And if you've never made espresso, so, so when you when you do your batch, you, you look in a coffee mug. You're like, that's it. Yeah, that's all that there is. It's a very small amount. Yeah, uh, but then you add to it if you want, like an americano. You're adding water to it. If you want, you know, a latte or or a cappuccino, you're adding the steamed milk to it. Do you find though you like I for a while when I first got it, and I got, I got the Mister Coffee of all brands was the brand that was most recommended, um, and I used it for a while, and then okay. Like yeah, start, it, it goes out of favor. We we we, uh, we 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 have our moments, right? Like like we you know we were just making them nonstop, and then we quit for a long time. Right. Went back to the Keurig, 
And uh, then over the weekend, we started making them again. So, there you go. You know, yeah. I still use it from time to time. I um, Yeah, I think I might invest in, a, in an espresso machine because sometimes I want that little kick, but I don't want the volume. Yes. That coffee. That'll give it to you. My yeah. shoes are lined up, and I have my espresso, and I'm sitting here, and I'm ready to go. And my house, my house cologne. My house cologne, my signature scent, and my slippers is all, everything's ready. Just uh, so. 40% off at uh, Williams-Sonoma, Casey. Oh. The sale this weekend. Uh-huh. Ooh. Right, 40% you only off. spend $1,000. I, I know. Honestly. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Williams-Sonoma's crazy expensive. Uh, so it's believed that the, the reason you get a better, uh, a positive effect on your mental health is due to coffee's ability to block certain receptors in the brain that cause fatigue and depression, as well as coffee's anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. Yeah, it's a known fact that if you have a cup of coffee, you can put your hand into an open flame no. and you won't get burned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't try that. No. Oh. Uh, so just it'll it'll make. Well, you I saw it in a movie. In general, oh, okay. Oh, and the guy actually wasn't even drinking coffee, and he was a superhero. Oh, then that's what it was. Okay. Uh, let me see. I miss her. COVID nineteen. One last thing. How about? <laughs> Uh, let me see. You know, one day that drop will pop up, and just, just to give everyone the, the proper hope that you should have, yeah. is that we'll say, oh, yeah, because that, that's one of my favorite drops. I love it. Uh, last thing, uh, and this will speak to Kathy. I mean, she said the coffee works for her. And she said she likes to walk around the house naked as uh, for your other story. No, she no, didn't. But because oh, of the ass You sweat. know I'm not doing that. Uh, if you found yourself doing more impulse buying during the pandemic, you're among nearly three quarters of Americans who are doing the same thing. But you've been shopping less, Kathy, right? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I will say I did. I bought the pajamas. Um, I did go on a uh, sneaker kick, uh, bought a couple of them. Uh, and like, and I bought a pair of sweatpants. Um, so I was, you know, the loungewear is what I've been into. But I haven't been like impulse overly shopping, at least any more than I normally do. So according to a poll and shopping site Slick Deals, uh, they found that 72% said that impulse shopping during the pandemic has boosted their mood. I'm a firm believer. Oh. We've talked about this countless times, Kathy and 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 Preston and the gang. That uh, yes, okay. I I never used to believe in it, but the endorphins released from even a simple purchase of like a Blu-ray movie or something like that can turn your attitude around. Retail therapy. Retail therapy. Yeah. There's a legitimacy to it. Preston, I'm not kidding. If I start to feel down, I will go online and start shopping. I don't necessarily purchase it, but I'll I'll browse. I'll browse through through stuff to see what's out there, and I oh sometimes even put it. Stop so it. Would you would you I'll call even it put oh, it in, Target.com? No, no, Steve, I'm not kidding, and I'll yeah. even put it in my cart, and I don't even go as far as purchasing it, but just browsing, Shop putting tees. it in the cart makes me feel better. Yeah, you, no, I can see that. Would you call it a um, a mild addiction, Kathy? Uh, no, because I, I could easily stop. I did um, from the new year till okay. I, I think it was I think it was through March, maybe, or at least the middle of March. My name is Kathy and I'm a shopaholic. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Hi, mm-hmm, Kathy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. Um, we were in a meeting. Uh, I think it was probably in like February and we had mentioned something about shopping and Chuck was like, I don't believe you. And I was like, I, I didn't get mad, but I was like, I, I'm telling you, I have not purchased anything like i went a good stretch i did the no shopping january and just extended it and it did feel good but also feels good to shop i've been buying so things there my usual buying patterns have stayed the same i i i've purchased things that i thought like for example the 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 equipment to transmit from home that you some of you guys are using right now and stuff like that and just some things that 
you know, like that I figured, okay, I'll finally pull the trigger on some of the stuff that I should have added to the equipment I had at home, just in case knowing with the shipping patterns and so on and so forth, I did that. But outside of that, just the normal stuff, I may have, I mean, like things that I might routinely go and get like, uh, like, um, cat litter or something. I perhaps have ordered online instead of just going to the store to get it. Mm-hmm. You're not sure if the store would have it. So maybe right. a little bit that way, but yeah. I haven't gone crazy. How about you? This has been more impulse buying. Yeah. Uh, I have, yeah, I did. I went a little crazy at the beginning. Did you? Yeah, yep. because I, I wanted to. Uh, oh, the, the drum stuff. The drum video stuff. I bought lights and I bought, uh, I painted and put up curtains and did all okay, this stuff. Okay, yeah, well, so. maybe I did a little bit of that. Yeah, so there you <laughs> go. I bought a ring light. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I dove You forget that. about the stuff you don't want to admit. That world. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've done a little bit of, uh, yeah, just go ahead and buy it, you know, that yeah, type of thing. Yeah. So, But anyhow, it's. Uh, it can boost your mood during the pandemic. Yes. So, so drink coffee and buy stuff. Yes. You'll be happy. And and, and wear your wear your wife's uh, uh, perfume. I'm wearing my wife's perfume. I have my slippers all lined up. I'm making waffles and everything is good. All right. Uh, we need to take a break, but these were just some... activities. Uh, COVID-19. That we wanted to share. Not really activities, but it's the only jingle we have. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Our buddy Michael Barkan on the program. Sports are slowly returning in uh, different ways. Uh, and we'll get information from him and just see how he's doing when we get back. Stay up. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So some sports are getting back underway. There was some NASCAR action over the weekend. Another, uh, there was a, um, a skins game. Uh, so I'm talking about golf, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so some things are st- slowly starting to work their way back in. It was cool to see live clips of live sports that weren't from 15 years ago. Yep. So yeah. uh, we have not. <clears throat> Hang on. It's okay, man. It's throat bubble. <laughs> it was like oh, Steve Corral. <laughs> What do you mean? Steve Carell and uh, uh, Bruce Almighty. Talk about Paul. <laughs> and also talk about Paul. Bruce Almighty. My father also talk about Paul. It's all better now. Yeah. I got it. Head the away. healing properties of water. We'll drink water. Good to go. I'll continue my uh, wonderful introduction. <laughs> Next gentleman. <laughs> We'd love to hear it. It's Michael Barkan. There you yeah! go. There's, there's your goddamn introduction. <laughs> hey, Mike. Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Miss you all. How are you? We miss you. We're we're doing great, man. How about yourself? Well, I just plowed the North Forty, which is good. Uh, let me see. I've been, I've been doing some interviews. I will. I have a sign. Will interview for food that yeah. I, uh, I put out. Well, um, you you do have that. The, the, of course, Barcan Farms, which a lot of us get our dairy exactly. from, a very famous. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I always tease uh, Kathy about the the traffic, you know, how it's just like an auctioneer now. It's a, I mean, how it's changed. Right? Yes. <laughs> and take your time going down the Schuylkill. My goodness, it's cleared down a flag town, good buddy. Mm. I swear. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Michael? I've, I've said this the entire time, but the, the one of the good things, if there is something good out of this pandemic, is that there is no traffic, and I'm not really looking forward to driving on the, those roads with traffic Again. Although we're starting to see glimpses because two times last week mm-hmm. on my way home yes. on the Schuylkill, yes. westbound, it well, that, was bumper to bumper. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. No, but it's and still, just in just volume, I, it felt I, old school. To, to the, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling volume start to increase as more and more people are being brought back on. 
Yeah. What's yeah. what's your level uh, been as far as uh, you know quarantining and and keeping things? Are, are you playing well, it really super safe, Mike? I'm playing it as as super safe as I can. We go out as as needed. Certainly, I wear wear the mask, which is bizarre. I mean, when you're you're in Home Depot and everyone's wearing a mask, I never thought I'd see that day when 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 that would happen. And uh, but you do what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, I I you know I uh, had a major birthday uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh. I won't, yes, I won't say what it is. The big three zero. Forty. <laughs> And and so now my my wife and daughter uh, Ellen and Emily they're like you're not going out of the house Mister you stay right there <laughs> so so um, but that's one of the concerns about bringing sports back is especially the team sports and I don't know exactly how it went uh, I saw some of the highlights from NASCAR they were in Darlington I saw some of the highlights of the golf and and um, they're social distancing even um, many of the players with their caddies and the, and and those. Those two are together all the time, but you got to practice the social distancing. And um, so um, I'm as careful as I can be, but it's, I stay in most of the time. I go out for a walk once a day um, for four hours. <laughs> I, go, I go out for a walk for about, for about an hour, and, and, um, which is nice. And what was weird is at the beginning of the quarantine, it was just me out there walking. And then when people started to realize, you know, we might be here for a while, all of a sudden people flooded out of their houses. And, and um, you know, you have two people occupying one side of the sidewalk. And then on the other side of the street, there's another two people. There's people walking down the middle of the street, which is which is weird. But it's what you have to do. Yeah, and, except um, walking down the middle of the street thing. That needs to stop. I've seen that quite a bit. Yeah. I'm like, come on, people. It's yeah, not, you know, yeah. I mean, there there are still cars on this, so get out of the middle of the road. Well, get out of your car, man. Pull over. Yeah. <laughs> right? Preston, no, we uh, we pedestrians have the right of way. Pedestrians, <laughs> cyclists, skateboarders. Yeah. Come on. Try, try to use that pedestrians have the right of way thing and walk down the middle of the turnpike. Mike, I want to ask you what your opinion <laughs> on, on sports coming back is, because obviously you talked about... Uh, what uh, we witnessed this weekend and the UFC fights a couple of last weekend. Um, because, you know, do you think there will be an NFL season? And I'm not saying that there's going to be 70,000 people packed in the stadium. Right. Do, you, do you think, but, hook or crook, there will be games starting um, September 13th, I think, is the date. Yeah, K- Casey, I do. Uh, by the way, was was that UFC? That was weird. Again, it was getting used to doing it. With that, it was Saturday night, I think, and it was in Jacksonville. And you have the uh, the announcer was not Michael Buffer, but a Michael Buffer sounding type of guy, and he still went through all the machinations of of the the house being full of people. You know, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm thinking, who are you doing this for? Yeah, we're just watching it at home. But, yeah, Michael, the it, the word is because it's so quiet that they're going to actually have Terry Gross from NPR call the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's perfect, and with the sweaty ball. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, but but um, to, to Casey's point, we're looking. I mean, will there be any? Stadium occupancy, will it all be um, crowdless, and uh, how does it work in your mind? Well, in my mind, here's what I think. Uh, sorry, Case. Here's the deal. I think baseball, um, basketball, hockey are are in season, and they're going to go first. Baseball has some things to get through. Um, certainly, they, they the, the bottom line is keeping the players and the coaches and the managers and any team personnel that would enter into a ballpark safe. 
and um, so they're gonna they would test every day, um, and they would quarantine. And the the issue is going to be what the pay is. It's it's going to be the politics of the sport again. They had an agreement, the players and the owners, that that um, the players, I guess, were going to get four percent of their salaries. I think it was four um, percent while there was no play. And then when they started to resume play, uh, they were going to get a prorated salary for 82 games. And then as the games continued to go dry, um, the owners came to the players and say, look, let's, let's do this 50-50 and split the re- revenues. And many, right now, many of the players are saying, no, 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 uh, that's, that's not the way we, we talked about it originally. We, we want our, our salaries as, as discussed. So they have, to do, they have to figure that out. But once they do, uh, I do think there will be baseball. Um, I, I don't know how late into the year they would be willing to start a season. Uh, and then you have you have other issues, which is some some players have well, wives who are pregnant, and they've said, like Mike Trout, for example, said, "I'm going to be there for the birth of my child," and who can blame him? Right. Um, and then, um, and I don't know how quickly I'll be back after that, since it's a first child. Um, but even if it wasn't, what, you know, that's a, it's a special moment in life. And so, um, you know, they, so he's leaving the team. You go, what, the best guy in baseball leaving the team in this case, hypothetically. And then, and then he's going to be with his fat new family. And then he's going to come, maybe comes back and then he's got a quarantine. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's risks there. So it's, I, I think it, it makes the, the situation that they present for them even more important. It makes the, the money uh, even more important. And certainly it is for the owners as well. We heard Rob Manfred, who's the commissioner, was on CNN the other night. He said, we will lose $4 billion um, if, if we don't play. And, and uh, the other number thrown around was, I think, $600 million plus per game that there are no fans in the stands. So the owners are, are taking it on the chin as well. And, and um, it's, it's been tough. As for basketball, uh, I heard um, Adam Silver, the commissioner, wants to get things back on track. Um, I heard uh, Mark Cuban the other day on a podcast, and Mark Cuban talked about something called. And I'm thinking, with Mark Cuban, is he serious or not? But he was he was sounded serious. He was talking about what they call a Hotel California scenario, where you would put all the teams and, and personnel under one roof. And and they would all they play whatever regular remaining regular season that there was. Um, they would play the playoffs, and no one leaves until there's a champion is crowned. And he also it's talked like Thunderdome. About- yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Right. The, the one thing though, Mike, is that with basketball players specifically, that would inadvertently promote fidelity. In- <laughs> <laughs> and that might be a risk. Yeah. Well, there would, there would be a whole other section of the hotel for that. Oh, for that. oh I see. Okay. 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 All right. Just no, as long as they accommodate that, we wouldn't want the we wouldn't happen. We want those marriages to be kept intact. That'd be good. No, there, there would be a side piece wing. <laughs> side piece wing. In fact, that's what they call yeah. it. Yeah, exactly right. So, so it's a technical term, and I uh, don't know what you're talking about, but there it is. So. so um, and then uh, hockey talks about it as well. The big thing is that, so Casey, back to your question, the the uh, NFL. I think yeah, it's going to start. I think uh, I think they're going to try to start this on time, September thirteenth uh, or thereabouts. And uh, Eagles, Redskins. I'm, I'm looking forward to it as much as any. Um, and I, I think that you're, you're not going to see any fans in the stands. Certainly, 
Uh, although I thought, you know what, with, with, with the way ticketing is today, couldn't you figure out a situation where um, you, you put social distancing, you figured that in, and people coming to the games, maybe you, so many of them are season ticket holders, so they have their tickets. There's eight games worth. Uh, and, and maybe you just have the computer families together and then and then they're appropriately social distanced as they as they watch the uh, one game and then you get another third of the season ticket base in for another game and that's not going to happen that's a a tall order it comes down to this it comes down to this they're either either you have either you get some of the money that's available or you just don't do anything so this is going to breed creativity that's going to get them to something because Obviously, not only that, you know, there's the ripple effect outside the stadium for the vendors and people, you know, with businesses that are peripheral to the venues and all of that stuff. All of these things, you know, are are trying to figure out how do we make this work? Because, you know, whatever's available, there's a way to access it, at least at some level, to get some revenue coming in so people can start making some money again. Yeah, and Michael, didn't um, the Dolphins, um, didn't they already make a move and they're only selling 25% uh, capacity? Yeah, yeah, uh, that that may be true, but I'm still wondering how they're going to pull that off, Casey. And, yeah, because listen, well, I... I'm a season ticket holder, and I was discussing this with my brother. We have to pay full price. Like that's the you're you know that they want their money, and, right? And the money, you know, we we pay in installments, and the money's due, and the money's due. And I guess when they are forced to make a decision, whether or not it's twenty five percent or whatever it is, like if it is twenty five percent, then they're going to have to do a lottery with season ticket holders, and we basically only get like two games in the season, and yeah. and that's it, you know. Right, and and uh, but I don't know that we can complain about it. Would you be uh, obviously you'd be upset because you would be watching your eight Eagles home games plus playoffs, as we know. Yeah, uh, they're going to the playoffs, uh, but it's understandable in in this situation. Yes, I, I'm not that upset. I mean, you know, two games. Uh, you know, I'm okay with two, going to two games. And or what if you're not even? I mean, honestly, what but, if you what if you watch it all from from home? I mean, you know, that's I like watching games at home. Listen, so, I, I don't go to all eight home games yeah. um, anyway. You as know? long as you get something. And, I normally don't like to go to the the night games, like a Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night game. I usually stay away from it's those scary games. scary at night. No, no, I just get up too early. Oh. And so, you know, so I don't go to those games anyway. So it, to me, it's not that big of a deal. And, and if I ended up with, I don't know, like the bank, if I only got two games and those two games are kind of like stinkers, you know, okay. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I think that's going to going to be the way it goes. And, and I think that when you, when you look at what the NFL is confronted with, you got to protect the players. And I'm sure they're still trying to figure out how that's going to go. Hopefully they're, they're going to, um, I, I don't think they're going to be playing with masks. I know that I've seen a lot of people when I'm out for my walks, they're wearing masks walking. And I think I, I would drop to my knees I, yeah. if I'm wearing a net and wearing That's a mask doing thinking. an athletic activity, right? <laughs> There's no uh, way. But, but, but I've seen it in, uh, I've seen some masks in, uh, in South Korea. Um, uh, when, as they're starting their baseball again in front of an empty stadium. And I thought, I really don't have any interest in watching South Korean baseball in an empty stadium. I don't know the players, but if it's Bryce Harper uh, and Didi Gregorius and JT Real Muto uh, and Aaron Nola, I'm sure that I would be very interested right. to see that on TV. Um, if, if I can't go to the games in per, uh, per person absolutely what i want to see it well you know so, what the, the the whole idea of, of having to wear a mask while playing I, I, even if if you can't 
play to the ability that you used to be able to play to, then that's just something you're going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And and you look at it as uh, as another obstacle that you have to overcome and 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 rise because listen, there there you know there there. Uh, throughout the years, there there have been equipment uh, enhancements and changes. They and do it all like the time. Yeah. So just maybe look at it as look at it as that. And yeah, you're not going to be able to play to the level you used to be able to. But somebody still has to be the best, you know. Even with these types of restrictions, I, you know, I guess I, I think about uh, a running back or a wide receiver catching a pass or carrying a ball like 30, 40 yards, and you're just wiped at the end of that. You've got a tackler on top of you. He's breathing in your face. You're breathing in his face. And, there, and there's no way you can eliminate it, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. But I mean, the, ultimately, I think what's going to happen is everyone's going to be wearing those old style diving helmets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> with the uh, where you open yeah. up the front with the yeah. bolt. Yeah, it's yeah. a portal. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean that uh, <laughs> that will make I, the see, game. I would go different. I would go like a Darth Vader style thing. <laughs> <laughs> those, oh, those things weigh like 150 pounds. They do, they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the cool part is when they collide, lightning shoots up. Right. Yeah, yes, yes. Then you have the lightsaber competition. It'll be exciting. I always thought I thought it would be weird, like because pitchers usually lick their fingers, uh, quarterbacks lick their fingers, and uh, you know you'd have to have someone come out and lick them for them. They, or they, they would have to ban it or something. Or have dogs ready. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, the, but these are, you know, so so to the to a means to an end to get to get it up. We have to take that first step because obviously this will not be in hopefully in, you know, in two years or whatever, a year and a half or whatever. Yeah. You know, the, things are going to be at least more manageable. But at least whatever modifications that get people back, I think everyone is kind of on board. Whatever gets it done so that new games are being played and if, if it's, uh, you know, everyone's enjoying it at some level, it's more than what you have now, correct? Absolutely. And, and you know, the players, I think, the players want to play. And you look at what's, go, what's happened in the, in the NFL with regard to CTE and, and the brain trauma, and you still have players that want to play even in the face of that. The difference with this is we're in a pandemic where like, I'm not going to get CTE unless you keep hitting me upside the head, Steve. Yeah. Um, but but, but the, the general public is facing a pandemic and coronavirus, and that's a reality for all of us. And so I think a lot of the players are looking at that, and especially ones with families who have wives who are saying, oh, you're not going and doing that. Sure. And then the player says, "Well, then I'm I'm not making ten million dollars." So uh, that that's got to be all. That's got to be addressed. And I think it, with regard to the NFL, it will be because we're in the middle of May. Um, baseball's in the middle of its season. The Phillies tonight scheduled to play at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Every night I say to my family, "Phillies at the Dodgers or wherever <laughs> wherever they're, they're playing." Right, and right. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking, and um, you know I. I, I hoping that they're going to figure that out real soon. The same with the NBA and NHL. The NBA talks about starting the 2020-2021 season on Christmas Day. That's how far along they would push the schedule after they've concluded this season, if they can do that. So so uh, the NHL's talking about, they've got, what, 31 teams? They're talking about a 24-team um, resumption of the season at such time as they think they're they're ready to do it. Uh, and it's... it's um, it's a crazy time, but I've also, as I'm sure you all have, I've read a little bit about the the 1918 pandemic, and and they just people just went out way before it was time, and that thing uh, there was a parade in Philadelphia. I'm sure you 
Yeah. You probably heard of it by now. Yeah. And, um, yeah. they, they probably, not probably, they should not have held the parade. Yeah. They did. And, um, poof, the thing came back roaring. So, uh, I think we got to get all that stuff away hey, first. Michael, I wanted to ask, you know, you mentioned it being a strange time. What is it like for a professional sportscaster to have no sports? <laughs> has it, has it tested your, your your journalistic abilities, or, or are, are you finding enough to, to to talk about within the industry, even though it's not fully functioning right now? I am. We we have um, at NBC Sports Philadelphia. We have a conference call every day. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming other news organizations, if not other companies, do the same thing. And um, there there are about forty fifty persons that are on the call. We talk about the, the everybody is doing a great job at NBC, and I mean that. I'm not just they, they, no. And, unreal. And I love your I love your banjo segment. I think that's great. <laughs> the banjo is un- unbelievable. What are you, are you going to play uh, Foggy Mountain Breakdown today? It's great. Oh. And um, but I've been doing a lot of um, a lot of interviews. Um, everybody's been doing interviews and certainly talking about either the resumption of the season or we're marking anniversaries of seasons uh, or, or things that have happened in sports. Allen Iverson practice news conference. Twenty ten Flyers go to the, the Stanley Cup Finals. So we're, we talked to uh, Simon Gagne and Brian Boucher. I talked to Reese Hoskins from the Phillies. I talked. I don't know if you saw the uh, Last Dance series that. Um, ESPN did about Michael Jordan. Everyone's raving on it. Unbelievable. And I, uh, I talked to Mike Tolan, who executive produced it. He went to Haverford High School and um, and then Stanford. He's out in L.A. And um, Mike and I have been friends and acquaintances. I texted him last night, proud to know you. The thing was oh, a 10-part series on, on Jordan and, and the Bulls. And it was called The Last Dance because that's what Phil Jackson, their coach, called it, because they knew he was not coming back, at least at the end of that season, as they went for their sixth and final title. And um, so so there are things that you can do. The, the, the ratings on that series have been amazing. And I think when you um, pull at people's sports strings, if you will, um, they they will watch to a, to a certain degree. Right. And the banjo and segment has had uh, good numbers. It's amazing. Well, wow. I mean, listen to that. You're good, man. You're good. Damn. Well, you forced me into it. I didn't want to do it. Hang on. This is, I learned this over the last few months. Um, hang on. One, two, three, four. Woo! Yeah, yeah. break it down. Damn, oh. <laughs> Damn dude. You're good. Wow. I know. Hey. I know. That was, a, that was a me and Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin, yeah. Um. But, but uh, yeah, it, what I think is weird, and I'm sure you've seen it with everybody, as we all broadcast from our homes, is the backdrops, the background, yeah. and you're trying to figure out what's an appropriate background. Which, what you need to do, keep, what you need you know. to do is, is honestly, I, I would love to see because there's so many of these things. Just like, put, yeah, put put like the filthiest magazines on the bookshelf behind you, and yes. <laughs> you know, and, and your, your 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 collection of of of, of uh, pod pipes and stuff like that. Uh, but but we're looking at you. You have a uh, we're looking at your setup, which is very professional. It, it has to be weird, a little disorienting. But you have your ring light, uh, and it's uh, I guess you're using your phone as your main conduit back to the studio. Correct? Yeah, I, I have the ring light, and the ring light also functions as a tripod. The ring light holds the phone, um, and uh, it's it's actually it actually works great. And um, whether you're 
doing a live shot or recording an interview during the day or at night, it fills in really nicely. And, um, um, I, and I use it for my makeup, which is <laughs> phenomenal. And, and then, um, you, you just, you position the shot, but we have two different ways of doing it. One is the zoom interview, but we also have something, and I'm sure other stations use something called live view, L I V E dash U. And right. it's a way for, um, for the, the on-air person to go through the, um, to go through the control room at the station, and it's just a, it looks the video quality is just a little bit better. I wonder. Uh, I, I wonder, like with this, you look at the the all this stuff in, in your case, Michael, and just in regular news and taking. I mean, it used to be it was an aberration to take a Skype or a, a Zoom video and go live with someone. Now there's it's it's the norm. So post pandemic, or when we get a handle on on this. Uh, and we're obviously heading in that direction. I, I would have to believe a fair amount of this is is going to remain intact for those people that you can't get to come into the studio, but who say, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do a Zoom interview. I'll do something like that." Do you think that's going to really be a sort of a, a tectonic shift with the with the way your industry is is uh, working? I I don't know about tectonic, but it will be a shift. And and uh, I, again, as with the sports, the sportscasters and, and any journalist. Before coming into the office, it's got to be safe. And our setup is, um, you know, we have kind of um, everybody's elbow to elbow. Let's put it that yeah, way yeah. In, our, in our content room. And, and so you, you just can't have that as readily as you did before. So um, they're being very careful about who goes back to the office and when. And we're still operating from our homes. And, and um, it's uh, it's challenging. Uh, certainly those with um, – with young children, um, those who have loud pets, those who have other situations, it's 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 not an easy thing to do. And you raise and, wolves, uh, which is a difficult thing. The wolves, is yeah, tough, you know, and but yeah, the banjo and, keeps them uh, quiet. Them. It soothes yeah. them. Yeah. It banjo has sounds yeah. that exactly soothe the right. savage yeah. beast. Yeah. You're right. I, I'm actually on my fourth banjo with the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, listen to them. They love it. They took one of my strings. And it's, uh, it's difficult, you know? Hey, but do you, do you do you like doing it from home? I mean, you personally, you well, said other people or... might have challenges. No, I mean doing the broadcasting from home. Um, I do like doing it from home. Although uh, we've 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 done a couple of uh, programs, like for example, around surrounding the NFL draft, and I have we have six persons. Staying in our house. This is my the four immediate family members. My daughter's boyfriend's here. My son's fraternity brother is here, and so we're all quarantining together. And and when I'm about to start, they might be eating dinner, and I'm I'm barricading myself in because we have two dogs. Yeah, one of them's just older than a puppy and is rambunctious, oh, and so I actually take a chair and put it against the the door to the den. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and, 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 I, and I scream out. I mute the phone. I say, "I'm going now." Then I'll finish up. I'm done, you, you know. And and uh, it's really bizarre. So you uh, so you got six in the house quarantining together. That's a full yeah. house, man. It's a full house. It's yeah. a full house, and uh, everybody. So far, everybody's been been great. Um, and it's 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 difficult. I mean, when yeah. you're spending twenty four seven, yeah, uh, with. with Everybody, even even your family, even your flesh and blood, who you love, but you, but you never spend. I don't know what the dogs are going to do when we finally leave full time. I <laughs> yeah. think the dogs are going to go through depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I, I think that would be. I would love to see a story on that if I could get to a vet. I just had my dog. One one of them just got clipped after 
two and a half months. <laughs> Looks like a drowned rat now. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, probably lost about 10 pounds. Hey, if you want a winning time. segment for your show tomorrow, I uh, do. help one of your dogs express their anal glands live on TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do that daily. Yeah, it's a daily ritual. Yeah, daily uh, expressing of the anal glands. Is great. Actually, you know what? I, I just got, I told you, major birthday. I just got a bidet. And, um, no. and, Aren't they uh, awesome? Uh, uh, unbelievable! I, I, you know what? I'm now I'm on Metamucil just to use it. <laughs> hey, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you need a bath tube that you can a bath a bathtub that you can sit up into. But I tell you what, those those bidets are the and just the attachment for regular toilets. I got one about a year ago, and and uh-huh. they're, they're uh, to try, validate. It they're great, speak. right? I can't speak. That's how much he loves it. He can't even speak. My 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 butt is like fine Tiffany. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, it it's it really makes a difference. Yeah, it, it really does, and um, I'm I'm gonna buy one as a gift. I'm buying one for everyone there. Oh, it's, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> they're, they're, they're well, very inexpensive. well, do us but a you, favor. You have to do it. Get yeah. us, send us a picture of you with your banjo on the wolves, and we'll we'll, we'll sitting, on the, <laughs> sitting yeah. on the bidet. Sitting on the bidet. Yep, we'd have to do that. Done. I can tell I, Preston's not down with the bidet, but it's, it's nice to try it. I want to try it. What's what's coming up on uh, NBC Sports? What do, what do you want to highlight? Uh, we want to highlight that we're that we're continuing to cover the Philadelphia sports scene. We've got quick slants coming up today with Derek Gunn and Barrett Brooks, and that's on NBC Sports Philadelphia dot com. Um, and um, you know we, we've got—I don't know what the game is exactly tonight, but but uh, we've been showing um, we've been showing flashbacks of uh, of live games, which has been exciting, whether it's Sixers or Phillies. And um, I, I, I think I hope we're going to be showing the uh, at some point coming up the Sixers '83 uh, championship run, cool. um, which will be really cool. And um, then we take it as it goes. All right. So, well, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you. Back at you. All right. Good to hear we from you. We need you. We need you. When we need well, your band, Hey, yep. it's good you to talk it. to you, bud. We'll, we'll chat Likewise. soon, okay? You know it. Thanks so much for having me. Michael Barkane, guys. Listen to him on that banjo. Listen to that. He's unbelievable. That's two months. Figured it out. Well, all right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come. What's that? Where are the wolves? We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment, and uh, we're going to get to the bizarre file. So uh, stay close. Yes, there he is. We'll be back in just a moment with that. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Pearl Jam. Rival Sons. We move through the world like shooting stars across the sky. The Who, featuring from ashes to new. Everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Oh, I also grabbed this, Steve. You're better than that! So, <laughs> you tell the oldest long. You're better than that! We got, we got a little little rocky action. This you know what? What? You're not better than that. You're not better than that. <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> You're better than that! You're not that good. Yeah. You're not that wise. You're yeah. stupid. Yeah. Uh, we have stories to share in the form of the bizarre file, and I'm ready to do it. So we're going to do it now. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or refreshen up or freshen up the patio with new furniture, mm. uh, Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create your backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. I love this idea. A New Hampshire high school has come up with a unique way to hold its graduation ceremony in person during the coronavirus pandemic, and they are going to be using a ski lift. Ski lift. That would work great. Kennett High School in Conway, New Hampshire, will put its seniors on a ski lift with an empty seat left between each student so that they can get their diploma at the top of the mountain. The principal, Kevin Carpenter, said people will ride it up, get their diploma, and get a picture of them on top of the mountain. They'll go to a different place with a second photographer, and then they will get a pretty amazing backdrop. That's a great idea. Uh, The school plans to use the ski lifts at Cranmore Mountain nearby and have contingency plans in place for rain as well as alternatives for those who don't want to ride in the chair. Uh, students who don't want chair. Uh, students who don't want to take the lift, get in the chair uh, to the summit. Get in the goddamn chair can be presented with their diploma at the base of the mountain. Uh, the experience riding up, uh, uh, Carpenter said, the diploma presentation, photo, and ride down should take about thirty minutes per student. Uh, the twenty twenty graduating class at the school is made up of one hundred and seventy two students, and there will also be a safe, socially distanced parade of cars to celebrate after the graduation. That's a pretty fun idea. Love it. Love I like it. it. Yeah. Lemonade from lemons. All right, here's the story I was looking for earlier. There's more to add to the list of the invasive species you just found out about and already don't like. Georgia officials are working to completely eradicate a lizard, they say, poses a major threat to some of the state's native wildlife. And it's not just like a little gecko type thing. Oh, you kidding me? The Argentine black and white tegus. And the lizard can grow about four feet feet inside. And this is in Georgia? And can eat just about anything they want. I'm yes. here to make love to your wife. Uh, according to the department's website, Tegus will eat the eggs of ground-nesting birds, including quail and turkeys. I will eat them all. And other reptiles such as American alligators and gopher tortoises, both protected species. Not the gopher tortoise. Uh, they can also eat fruit, vegetables, pet food, and small animals, including grasshoppers and gopher tortoises. So, also mid-sized cars. Yeah, they're looking for the uh, the black and white tegus. So, how do they? Any efforts to control this thing? I don't know. Or I don't know yet. Can so, we stick the murder hornets on them? They're putting the word out. Who knows? A barely legal display was set up on a residential lawn to celebrate Morgan Shelton's 18th birthday, and Twitter has been having a field day with it. The lavish setup consists of a giant 18th sign, as well as a happy birthday banner with candles, various bows, and what appear to be cardboard balloons. What do you think it is? No, I saw this. It's amazing. So the festive decorations are covered with glitter and bright colors set against the green lawn. However, none of the signs... Uh, is attention as is attention grabbing as the name of the birthday girl herself, which is Morgan. Now it's spelled her. She spells her name M O R G Y N. Right. The M and N in her name are uh, bedazzled silver, while the rest of the letters are stark black. So, due to this interesting choice color, the display appears to read the word orgy at first glance <laughs> to onlookers. The I love that. 18 and the decoration resembling a plus sign together resemble the characters for 18 plus orgy drew some comments. Thank you, Daddy. A photo of the display has since gone viral with commenters leaving sarcastic comments or just flat out laughing at the flub. Apparently, Morgan Shelton was just as shocked by the sign. Morgan's mom was even more shocked 
Uh, Holly Shelton said the display wasn't even what she had uh, had ordered for her daughter's birthday in the first place. She said, we agreed to only get black letters. When I got home, uh, it wasn't just black letters, though. Upset by the design, Holly said she didn't want to bother the woman she ordered it from, seeing as she was really busy. So, But it looks like it just is 18-plus orgy on the front yard. It's great. Uh, a U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in Harrisburg agreed with the Pokemon slogan, Gotta Catch Em All, when they seized more than 86,000 counterfeit Pokemon action figures. They say, if authentic, the figurines would have had a manufacturer's suggested retail price of $604,000. Dear God, for counterfeit Pokemon? Yeah, while inspecting international parcels May 4th, officers examined a shipment manifested as plastic furnishing articles that arrived from Hong Kong. The shipment contained 15 boxes that contained a combined 86,400 Pokemon toy action figures. Huh. Working with the trademark holder, they confirmed that the figurines were counterfeit. Uh, the CBP import specialist appraised the shipment at six hundred three thousand dollars. Officer seized the shipment for violating U.S. intellectual prop- inter- intellectual property rights. The parcel was de- destined to an address in Snyder County, Pennsylvania. Snyder County are small and pose a potential choking hazard for your children. Additionally, counterfeit toys tend to be coated in excessive levels of lead paint. So they got them. <laughs> Well, a Florida man, Justin Musser, had a very legit reason for driving around with his penis out. Uh, he oh, as yeah, what is that? And as he pulled up next to a woman driving around Avon Park, Florida, a town right in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Let me guess, he had just purchased some fresh cheese slices. No, but his excuse was, it gets hot and he needs to air it out. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, we're, it's Florida, right? It was 8 a.m. on a Monday, by the way. Yeah, and it gets pretty scorching at 8 a.m. You're better than that! If you're if you're shocked by... <laughs> Driving around with your, with your penis hanging out, letting people look at it, you're better than that! If That's you're, not you! If you're, if you're shocked by this defense... Wrap uh, it up in cheese like regular people do! <laughs> you're better than that! Uh, and they don't know Florida man very Driving well. Driving around showing people your pleasure yourself with slices of cheese. That's how you do it. That's how you win. But cheese? It stinks! <laughs> I didn't say you use Limburger. I said use something less aromatic. Like, like a Swiss cheese Marcella. or a Monterey Jack or yeah. something like that. Right, 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 right. Even cheese with. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it smart. If you're shocked by this defense on a Florida man, you don't. <laughs> Be smart. You don't know Florida man. You drive around with your penis hanging out. Very well. There's some of the best defense attorneys out there. It turns out, according to Justin's Facebook page, that he studied law at Harvard. Apparently, <laughs> when the detective looked over at Mosser as he was driving, his penis was exposed, and he was trying to draw her attention to it. As the vehicles got side by side again, investigators said Mosser began pleasuring himself. When they pulled Mosser over to arrest him, he told detectives he often often drives with his penis exposed because he gets hot and airs it out. Uh, Mosser claimed he has done, <laughs> he's done this four or five times before to random women while driving down the road. And detectives said he showed no remorse for his actions, by the no way. No remorse? <laughs> no, none. <laughs> Officer Weston here, I saw you were pleasuring yourself. No remorse? <laughs> we know a few people who don't yeah. offer remorse. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Don't forget our Word of the Week prize this week. Our good friends from Stateside Vodka stepping up once again. And they have their new larger size bottles and their new 
just released small batch bourbon that you can win in a $100 wow. gift card to their tasting room. So that's coming up. We'll be back in just a sec. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got some voting to do. If you go to Paul the Sixth in Haddonfield, New Jersey, we want to hear the coolest teacher. Who was the person that went above and beyond for you? Stands out for some reason. Text word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. It is that simple. And we congratulate again Mr. Michael Pasensky. Yeah who's an English teacher at Villa Joseph Marie. He gave us a call earlier this morning. He was really excited about it. And <clears throat> we were happy to uh, give him the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Uh, we are now going to possibly give you a prize because we have up for grabs a digital download of Shameless, the complete 10th season. And we have a number of things that we could ask question-wise. I just didn't look at them yet. Oh. So let me do that now. How about this? A few years ago, which celebrated actor did President Obama award the Congressional Medal of Honor to? It's amazing. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you were listening and you heard it. A few years ago, which celebrated actor did President Obama award the Congressional Medal of Honor to? That was around 745 this morning. 21526, or no, it was at 830. 215, doesn't matter. 215-263-WMMR. Go right now. You're better than that. You're better. It's not you. <laughs> the trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what do we got story-wise today? Well, Brian Austin Green posting a cryptic message on Instagram saying that even butterflies can get bored sitting on the prettiest flower. Many assume the message was about his troubled marriage to Megan Fox because he then added, especially if that flower is a miserable bitch who's banging Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> oh, my God. Tara Reid is reportedly being considered for the role of Tiger King's Carol Baskin. I have to admit, I have some strong fears this could really hurt my image, said Carol Baskin. <laughs> And finally, The Hollywood Reporter revealing that Justin Bieber wrote the sweetest note for his wife, Haley, to wake up to on Saturday morning, saying how much it meant to her him to spoon with her. He says he wanted to tell her that to explain why her butt was wet. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. All right. Let's see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this question. I, well, of, I have my glasses upside down. That's why I'm like, this is not right. Uh, this is not right. <laughs> You're yes. better than that. You're better than that. Why You're are my glasses? Why aren't they lowering on my nose properly? And then I realized it was upside down. <laughs> it's not me. I wish I would have seen that. Oh damn it! That's why All I right. kept getting confused during my own. I was like, "Why does this look weird?" All right, we'll see if somebody knows I'm the answer. Better than that. You are better than that. <laughs> You're better than that. Uh, a few years ago, which celebrated actor did President Obama award the Congressional Medal of Honor? To? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to Joe. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, Joe. All right. Who did uh, President Obama award the Congressional Medal of Honor to? The great Peter North. Peter yeah! North. Yeah! Joe, I love 
love you. Hang on, Joe. We're going to give you a digital download of Shameless, the complete 10th season. The Gallagher family returns with a much, with as much dysfunction and insanity as in ever in Shameless, the complete 10th season available now on digital and DVD. Let us do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Music News. Let's get into some stories. Pretty Reckless have shared a new single, uh, the title track from the band's upcoming album, Death by Rock and Roll. Singer Taylor Momsen said in a statement, in a lot of ways, this new album feels like a rebirth, and our first single, Death by Rock and Roll, represents that salvation that my favorite music brings me. Uh, she said in a new interview that she was deeply affected by the deaths of her musical hero, Chris Cornell, and the Pretty Reckless's producer, Kato huh. Kawandawa, yeah. uh, a year within a year of each other. She said, it took me into what I can only describe as an extraordinarily dark downward spiral. I was in a hole that I didn't know how to get out of or if I was ever going to get out of it. Uh, she said it sounded cliched, but it was music that was the thing that brought me back to life. Uh, the only thing that I could turn to was music, and that eventually led me to just writing how I was feeling. Uh, the fourth studio album will arrive uh, January of 2021. Death by Rock and Roll will follow up 2016's Who You Selling For, which had Oh My God, Back to the River, and Take Me Down on it. Muse frontman Matt Bellamy says that he, bassist Chris Wollstenholme and drummer Dominic Howard are talking while in lockdown about plans for their ninth studio album. Bellamy said, I like the idea of totally resetting and going back to where we came from. And as a physically moving back to our hometown and getting back to how we used to be at Square One. Now, the members of Muse grew up in the town of uh, Tingmouth in the English county of Devon where the band was formed while the three members were in college. We're from Tingmouth. Uh, Bellamy added, uh, we're likely to get in the studio next year to make a new album of some kind and then tour after that, depending on the travel restrictions. For us, 2020 was always going to be a year uh, to contemplate being off work and off the road. Muse have never done that in the 20-odd years that we've been going. Where's Tingmouth and... and the layout of England? It's in the county of Devon. It's, it's spelled... T-E-I-G-N, Tang Mouth. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure exactly where, Steve. Right. Uh, Never Bell- heard of it. Bellamy said that Muse doesn't have plans to tour until 2022, saying that we may have done a few shows uh, next year. We may have done a few shows next year. Okay. With the, in the future, he says, because yeah. they, that's one of the few bands that will travel through time. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we're lucky not to have... Many commitments at the moment, so we We're can, just working on our next album, Inside the TARDIS. Uh, just watch and see what happens. Dave Grohl was asked in a new interview with EW.com that he plans to write a memoir. Huh. He said, oh, absolutely. You know, years ago, I was at a barbecue. I met a book agent, and he said, have you ever considered writing a book? And I said, well, of course, someday. And he said, it's really easy. You'll do four or five hours of great interviews, and someone else will write it in your voice, and it will be great. And I thought, F that. <laughs> he said, I come from a family of writers, and granted, I'm a black sheep, but I'm not that bad. My God. So I figured, you know, if I were to ever write a book, it would be in my hand. Uh, he's considered writing a book for years, but 
uh, has not had the time to do it. He added that he never felt ready because every day something happens that I'd love to write about. He says. A lot of times when you, you'll have these writers and they'll, they'll write these books, and that's exactly the process. Or people who have written a book who are not necessarily writers, they sit down for these elaborate interviews, and then the other person's job is to coalesce it right. into something. And I can understand that because they might frame things in a way that's yeah. not true to you. Yep, agreed. Uh, this is another uh, death we had over the weekend. Uh, legendary Beatles photographer and muse Astrid Kirchner. Oh. Or Kircher. Uh, the fiance of the original bassist, Stuart Sutcliffe. Yes. Uh, died of cancer on May 12th, only days before her 82nd birthday. Uh, Kircher, along with then boyfriend and future solo Beatles sideman, Klaus Vorman, first discovered the Beatles in October 1960 when they were playing their residency in Hamburg, Germany. In the seedy red light district of the city's infamous Reeperbahn, uh, she Vorman and a third friend, photographer Jurgen Vollmer, became the band's first true believers. And it was Kircher's early photographs that have defined the band's pre-fame leather-clad days. There's some pictures that are very famous Classic. of the Beatles that she took the photos of them, uh, like sitting in this train station, and and you know once you see them, you're like, oh, and she took them, and in fact. She's responsible uh, for inspiring the change from their greased pompadours into the mop top. She gave them those those haircuts. It was her idea, uh, which made them so, you know, it was a part of their their legend. Uh, and she also, as well as embracing suede and collarless jackets, because they were wearing, you know, regular leather before that. Uh, her life with the Beatles was spotlighted in the 1994 movie Backbeat. Uh, she and Stuart Sutcliffe, the first bassist, were engaged until his death of cerebral hemorrhage in 1962. Uh, he had left the band to, or yeah, he had left the band to study art and lived with Astrid and her mother at the time of his death. Uh, she remained very close to the other Beatles, vacationing with Paul, George, and Ringo in 1963, spending time with them on the set of Hard Days Night in '64, and again when the band returned to Hamburg in 1966. Although she never photographed them for an album cover, uh, photographer Robert Freeman. Uh, had apparently aped Kirchner's, uh, Kirchner's uh, signature half-shadowed faces for both 1960s threes with the Beatles and 1964's A Hard Day's Night. Rip off! Uh, she went on to provide the back portrait of George Harrison for his 1968 solo debut, Wonderwall Music. What's so. your favorite uh, iconic Beatles photograph? Oh, man. I like, I like, I guess it's the cover of Meet the Beatles? Uh, is it the the half? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I love that. Yeah. Um, that's that's probably one of my favorites as well, Steve. It's just uh, the the way they're shadowed yeah. is beautiful. And also, rock artist paid tribute over the weekend to legendary heavy metal vocalist Ronnie James Dio, best known for his work with Black Sabbath, Rainbow, and Dio, his own self named band, renowned throughout the world as one of the greatest and most influential vocalists in heavy metal history. Dio died of stomach cancer. May 16th, 2010, 10 years ago this past Sunday at the age of 67. Uh, Judas Priest Rob Halford, metal giant in his own right, said his voice is still with us, as it always will be, and the power of honesty in it will always give me a thrill and a chill. <laughs> Black Sabbath's Tony Iommi tweeted, Remembering our dear friend Ronnie, I can't believe it's been 10 years since Ronnie passed away. He's so greatly missed. But never forgotten, and his music will live on in our hearts forever. I think I need to pay a tribute and watch Pick of Destiny. Yeah. that opening sequence is yep. so good. Uh, Slash said a while back that he felt the, the loss of Dio very keenly. He said he's just somebody I, I was influenced by. I played all the Rainbow stuff. I played all the Dio stuff, the Sabbath stuff when I was in, you know, the, in high school. 
Uh, I don't think that it's really set in what a you know huge figure in rock and roll we lost. Really major, probably one of the most influential heavy metal singers of all time. So it was ten years ago that he wasn't died. he like three feet tall? I mean, he was he was super, very small. Yeah, 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 he was tiny. Yeah, absolutely. If not three feet, he was short. Uh, and then one last thing. Uh, this is a an MMR event, and Ooh. I can announce it. It's after ten a.m. Right? Yep. Uh, so, whiskey lovers and Metallica fans, there's a new limited edition box set commemorating Batch 100 of the gold medal award-winning blackened American whiskey that is now available. And you want to listen to Jackson all this week for your chance to win a Metallica blackened Batch 100 swag bag, including uh, two vinyl picture discs. And all winners qualify for the grand prize Metallica vinyl catalog an Audio Technica turntable, what? and a gift card to order the Batch 100 box set. Pretty that's, sweet deal. That's a cool. That's a cool prize. So listen to Jackson all this week for your chance to win that. All right, and that is what I have in music news this morning. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll get ready to wrap stuff up. Letter of the day for the word of the week prize. We'll get that first one for you and get you on your way. We'll be back in just a few. Monday nights at 9, join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for a kick-ass concert clip, a live performance, Metallica moment. In conjunction, Metallica is releasing an entire concert recording available for your streaming pleasure right here at WMMR.com. Rock's reigning kings with MMR's nighttime jester, Jackie Bam Bam. Every Monday night at 9. Hey. So when dinner's done, break from the TV and rock your smart speaker. It's Metallica Mondays with 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we're getting ready to wrap things up on the radio program today. It's 25 minutes after 10 o'clock and temperatures getting up to yeah, right around 70, maybe just a tad bit under that. But still nice. Man, this weekend was so great. I, I loved I went- it. I went out Saturday morning. I tried to get, you know, start doing prep work for the following week. Right. In the morning on Saturday. And I was able to go outside, sit outside, and in the morning, early mm-hmm. morning, and do some work. And it's you were in your vineyard, which was fantastic. great. Yeah. It was I, awesome. I walked the vineyard, yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Totally, it's just amazing. And then uh, you, had, you posted footage of you and your golf cart going and touring around your uh, your state. Mm-hmm. It was great. No, no, let me tell you something. Beautiful. It makes a difference. It just, yeah. to be out in the elements. Yeah, I would just imagine, Press, you were sitting there with a cup of coffee in between two hands, like... Warming. Uh, yeah, yeah, warming. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. This is like the coffee we had at the base of the Eiffel Tower. And that waiter, Henri. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it was just it was fantastic to be outside. We had dinner twice outside. Al Fresco. Yeah, Al Fresco. Yeah, Thank your you. neighbor. Yes. Yep, Al. Al. <laughs> How you guys doing over hey, there? Hey, Mr. Fresco. <laughs> this is Jimmy Fresco, and this is Fresco Fresco. Fresco Fresco. You named him after soda? Yeah. Fresco. Yeah. Fresco Fresco. Ah, gracias. But anyhow, it was beautiful. Uh, and I'll take this, man. I'm telling you, yeah, on, uh... Saturday, I was I was just like, you know what? You can give me this from here on out, and I will be happy. Well, there was a little occasion when the breeze would blow. It was, a little, yes. it was cooling. Yeah. yeah. And in the evening, you know, I made a fire. It was like we Mother Nature out. giving you a butterfly flick. It, we, we sat outside with the with the fire with just slight cool breeze. It was just wonderful. So I hot-tubbed it. Yes. I'm sorry. I um, 
Privilege? In- inflatable hot tub. No. I know. It's I an know. inflatable I know hot it's tub. It is still. so not privileged. It's, it's still. <laughs> it's super hot water you can get in. But outside. People, people have awesome. asked me. Uh, it's how, good. Uh, and it works. You like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's an inflatable hot tub. And it, people have asked. That uh, and how, if I may ask, how, how much are they? What ballpark is it? It was less than five hundred dollars for for. A, yeah, it was. And in, you're you're loving it. I in talked. Text, yeah. I talked him into getting it because yeah. he had been kicking around the idea of getting a full fledged right. hot tub, and I said, Get "You're one. better than that. You're better than that. <laughs> you're so, better than that." So So. <laughs> So get one of these first yeah, before you before you spend loads of money right, yeah. and try it out. And if it's something you enjoy, then you can take the next step. Kathy? Does it have a filter? And like, yeah. Do you have to put chlorine in it? Yeah. Why yeah. Oh, put bromine in it? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Bro- Did it get to shake. your hair, the chlorine? Well, I'm sorry? Did it get to your hair? Yes. Yeah, totally. I uh, bleached my hair blonde. And, uh, Casey's going blonde for those who don't know. Yeah. My yeah wife, it looks my wife orange. Is it blonde? Did you it's, bleach it? Is that what you did? Yeah, it's, I got to go one more step. One more step. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's sort of a yellow, uh, an orange blonde. It's orangey. I got one more step. Uh, right. It's said to uh, to not do more than one application. Did you do it yourself? Hours. Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. and why are we doing this? Why not, Kev? I'm just wondering. Yeah, I'm just, why not? Okay. Come on. Come on. I don't know if I... <laughs> Yeah. Case, I don't know if I told you, my uh, my dad did my mom's hair. Oh, my, no. Yeah. And? and? So we, uh, he did. A, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I swear to God, he did a great job. My dad is 72 or 73, and my mom is 70 or 71. And, uh, and so we did a You don't know how old your mom is? Hang on. We heard uh, a couple of different things. You don't know how old your mom is? My, oh, God. Uh, I, my I mom no is 70. My mom's 71, and my dad will be 73 next month. Oh, so, right. yeah. All right. All right. Um, you have but, to think uh, about it. Yeah. My, um, and so I didn't want to think about it because it detracts from the story, <laughs> and uh, it really delays me getting the message out. But then I was like, you know what? I guess they are 73 and 71. Um, but, uh, yeah, we did a Zoom conference call with the, with the family over the weekend. Nice. And he, my dad, I was like, Dad, you did a really good job with mom's hair. I was nice. impressed by it. There was uh, Nick, there was um, um, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos did America at Home last night, and they had a lot of footage. And it was it was okay. It's easy, you know. You uh, count on America's Funny Home videos to take your mind away from crap. And they were like doing all coronavirus related stuff. But they had one little girl who did her dad's haircut. I saw that, and it came out great. That came out. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, I actually, Steve, I was watching that as my hair was losing its color. That's what I did. (laughs) And it made me cry. All right, anyhow. Sit up here, watch American Studies <laughs> old videos, my old ass changing color. Man, I never realized my apartment was so big. We did that at the same time on two different effect years. Ready? One, two, three. Stakes! <laughs> Otherwise, it would sound like this. Stakes! Stakes! I want to kiss it. I want to kiss it. Stakes! 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 One, two, wait, wait. One, two, three. There you go. Okay. Wait, enough, what? enough fun with audio. Sometimes I forget we're actually on the air right now. I know. <laughs> I want to thank Michael Barkan for being here today. From uh, NBC Sports. Uh, Michael's great. We just talked everything about uh, slowly but surely starting to uh, work sports back into, into being uh, for now. And the solace that he's found uh, in learning the banjo. And uh, raising his wolves. Yep, uh, everybody's got their thing. And yeah. he, he bought a, uh, a, a bidet. <laughs> so he includes all three of those things. Uh, but it's nice to have him on. And uh, they're continuing, uh, you know, different in-depth stories. So make sure you check them out when you yeah, get a chance. Yeah, the, the more stuff that comes online, the more they have to report on. Yep. All right, so we're ready for the letter of the day. 
It's Where is looking, he? Looks, it's looking like... Uh, Come on, man. You're better than that. You're better than that. You're better than that. Yeah. Uh, so, looks like uh, Case is going to handle that. You know what? Or, here, wait. We have another one to have Marissa grab, oh, okay. which is also this. That ain't you. I love it. Another rock. I love it. And that's, again, that whole speech. You want a bit of inspiration? Yeah. You're listening to the whole speech in commercial. It's sage advice from Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. All right. Letter of the day. Ready? Yes, sir. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T, as in, that ain't you! That ain't you! That ain't you! <laughs> T... All right, and we are giving away from Stateside Vodka two of their new larger size bottles of vodka, 1.75 liters each, and uh, one standard size bottle of their just released small batch bourbon and a $100 gift card to their tasting room. God bless them, man. They're giving us some really good stuff for uh, uh, the uh, Word of the Week prize. Uh, Both new items, Stateside Vodka's special batch of bourbon and the new Magnum Vodka bottles are available now for guaranteed 24-hour delivery to Philly and the PA suburbs or uh, fast one-hour curbside pickup. And you can visit statesidevodka.com for details. Yeah, that's correct. We'll give give that away on Friday. Uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also brought to you by uh, the PLCB. Talk with your kids about alcohol early and often. Go to knowwhennowhow.org. There's nobody better than our advertisers. <laughs> I did it. Uh, and tomorrow, tomorrow should be cool. Uh, on the show, guest-wise, Luke Wilson. Yes. Will be joining us. How about that? I was just uh, watching great. Idiocracy. Oh, my gosh. He's Remember great. That? Yeah, uh, Luke will be joining us, and also uh, we have magician Justin Wilman, magician slash comedian performer. He's great. He's been in the studio a couple times, and he's really talented. Justin Wilman. Uh, so that is it. We're yep. done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. Pierre is in next, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Three three WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the ba ba two da ba two ba 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 do ga ga ba ba da. That ain't you. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Why do people have to be such cold? If you see me walking really fast down the sidewalk, why would you choose to cross the street right in front of me and make me stop until you get out of the way? Next message. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday today. And I'm I'm going to give myself a shot out. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Next message. You people got to get a clue, man. Stay a home. Stay off the road. You drive like tolls. Yeah. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. If you love John, Paul, George, and Ringo, I invite you to check out our Beatles Minute Podcast. I'm Andre Gardner, and we'll keep you in the loop with all the latest Beatles news every single week. Subscribe and download today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.